Hey everybody, before we get into the Simpsons Index, we just want to tell you about our new podcast project, Pulp Fury Radio, available now wherever you get your podcasts. That's right, Pulp Fury Radio. It's our new fiction podcast series where we're pairing modern stories with old world radio aesthetics across a range of genres, including sci-fi, horror, mystery, and noir. Our latest episode is the claustrophobic and haunting story, The Terror in the Walls. Go subscribe now wherever you get your podcast or www.pulpfuryradio.com. All right, now on to the Simpsons Index. Woo! The Simpsons Index, an online spreadsheet that is also a podcast. This is the podcast. Coming to you out of SideQuest Studios, this is the Simpsons Index. And for all you Dart fans out there, this is our 180th episode. So if you know Darts, what about Darts? I don't know darts. Because uh, that's when you get a triple 20, and that's like the best <sighs> score you can get in a round. 180 is not triple 20. No, because you get the, <laughs> you get it in the triple 20 spot three times. Uh, 60, 60, In 60. a round of darts. A triple, triple. Don't you remember that night that we were drunk and we were watching darts, and every time they, they got... Did with we're drunk? And it got 180. Wow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that I'm your back. host, Elliot J. O'Neill, and joining me here, as always, except when he's not his BT Callaway. No, hi, hi. And returning prize fighter, he hails from the hills of Katoomba, weighing in at... Something. Hey, 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 hey. hey. <laughs> Some things you don't talk about on a podcast. Agent, <laughs> tax file number. <laughs> Danny Roswell. Surprisingly alarming, 135 kilograms. <laughs> Danny Roswell. I'm Danny Rosewell. And thank you for joining us for The Simpsons Index. This is the podcast where we watch and review three episodes of The Simpsons at a time, but there is a twist. Each episode must come from a different decade. How are we doing, fellows? Oh, like we did last summer? <laughs> Sorry, I latched onto your word twist. Reasonably well. <laughs> Reasonably. Mm. <laughs> All things considered, quite. Uh, mm-hmm. You know what? I'm actually having a bad day. Not to put mm. it on the people of the audience. They don't need to know that. But it's their fault. Yeah, I've had a little sleep. I've been screamed at for like six hour work mm. shift. And then I've injured my back. I'm in constant pain. I'm also way drunk and really cranky at The Simpsons. <laughs> you had a bad day. You got screamed at. You pulled your back out. Then I made you watch Bad Simpsons. I fucking love this song. Well, let's get into it. Mm. We just watched an episode from the Disney era or <laughs> the 30s or the Depression. Yes. This was season 30, episode 16, I Want You, She's So Heavy. No my, pun, just the straight direct Beatles reference. Yeah, my first note is w- number one dash. I love the name, mm. <laughs> and that is the best part of this episode. Mm. First released in March of 2019, it was directed by Stephen Dean Moore, written by Jeff Westbrook. In this episode, Homer and Marge both injure themselves, and they take different ways to their rehab. And the kids keep getting neglected by whoever that is put in charge of looking after them. Guys, what'd you think? It's joyless crap. It's garbage. <laughs> yeah, this was joyless garbage. This yeah. was. Joyless. <laughs> this was joyless garbage. <clears throat> I tried taking notes for the first time in my life. And yeah, you're Danny shooting from the hip Rosewell usually. I, I think you should watch The Simpsons with your heart mm. and then speak from your butt. <laughs> now this one, I've taken about 35 notes and wow. by about halfway through, let's see, note 14 goes ugh. Note 15 is blah, blah, blah. Note 16 is ugh. Note 17 is also ugh. 
ugh, ugh, ugh. There's I hate, 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 hate the least. And then there's, and there's, there's the like, searing egg. Yeah. <laughs> Things which you go back and back. Oh, that's where I was mashing the keyboard. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> JKL, JKL, JKL. Yeah. <laughs> what am I doing here? What am I doing here with Fatty and Spotty? <laughs> yeah. There's a bit here that says, you can see me, it's always the babies. And I don't know what that means. Mm. No, it, it I is know what that means. That, that is really the turning point of negativity for me on this one. Oh, man. All right. Well, look, let's hook into the questionnaire and really get into why this episode is such joyless crap and why it's always the babies. BT, we'll start with you. For better or worse, what's a moment that stands out to you? Just as a, an example of what doesn't work here, there's a bit where the Simpson kids just end up at the Flanders place, and he's like, I'm going to make you hot cocoa, which is hot coconut water, because you need that potassium. And it's like, okay, what Why is this bit? Why would you call that hot cocoa? And I wrote it down as, so what is this Flanders bit for? Assuming it would come at no. That's it. Yeah, it's gone. That's the entire bit. Gone. It, yeah. Like, like Ellie kind of alluded to, they get neglected every now and then, but it's not for any Why purpose. Why they even go There's to the place? It's filler. It's all filler. And that's oh. It's filler in an episode that also cut the intro short, so they were like, oh, we can't cut any of this episode. It is all gold. It's, just, it's nothing there, and it's pointless, and I really... This is one that I didn't hate to begin with. I was just kind of numb throughout most of it, but... I will, t- I will talk about what, well, at look, what point I started hating it later. Well, look, the point of the whole Flanders bit really annoys me because I thought that was dropping the seed so he can keep notice the yeah. kids being neglected and keep slipping in. And maybe that's a in. plot point, but it feels like every new idea is the plot point we're moving to, yeah. but it never is. It's not the point. It's not them going to a wedding expo is not the point. They're getting injured is not the point. Marge taking kite sailing vessels lessons is kind of the point and her Getting being lazy with a hernia, hernia is kind of the point yep. yeah but, that's hence my plot synopsis it's like yeah i guess that was the thing that ties most of the scenes together and but as not if completely really. proven by the very end we get a fourth act break yeah where it's all about no that's this new zealand guy yeah. who's actually a spy and it's like is this the point now? Oh I my fucking hate it. Freaking Lord. Wiggum mm. goes to Marge, goes, didn't you wonder why he always wanted to be near your husband's work? That wasn't ever there. Wasn't yeah. mentioned once. Danny, yeah. what stands but, out to you for better or worse? Well, Beach called all the good bits. Sorry, man. I got in <laughs> a thing. The, well, <laughs> you know, the startlingly, alarmingly badly written bits. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. What if I call out the part where Superintendent Chalmers makes Skinner yes. mainline Blizz? What the fuck? Fuck. <laughs> Look, to be fair, Blizz is a hell of a ride, man. Blizz is... I am nips deep in Blizz. <laughs> right now, I'm just like off my face. No, that's heroin. We just... Heroin's got such a bad rap. We heroin changed the name pizza, Blizz. Man, yeah. Heroin's the fucking... Man, go listen to the Velvet Underground. Now, it's all about Blizz and... Uh, what's a modern artist? Um, Alex Leahy. Well done. Well, I don't know who it is. So it must Bravo. Be yes. Bravo. <laughs> if it fell under Old Man Calloway's radar. If it's not LSD and yes, then I don't know what we're and talking about. And then Skinner about. like bursts into the party and he says, and I quote, I both see and am God. Not in a stoned out sort of way at all. In a Skinner voice. I both see and am God. Mm-hmm. And then Chalmers is like, quiet you. You've got 12 more drugs to take in front of an audience. What the fuck the is this joke trying to say? I, have I don't no idea. get the comedy in this. It's like, hey, they're in the writers' room, like, guys, you you know when you go to a PTA meeting and they make the principal take drugs so everyone in the audience knows what it's like. Lol, I mean, he's on drugs. We're sober. It'll be just like college. But the you know the one redeeming part of Chalmers appearing is we we get his catchphrase. Fuck. Oh, he Skinner's. He does the Skinner for no fucking reason. I'm so. This is my. Big beef. He says, Skinner, <laughs> Skinner. Hey, there we go. 
that's my thing I hate the most about HD is that he has to say that non secretarily in every episode. Yeah. Every chance he gets, he's going to say, hey, Skinner, how are you doing about dinner? Are you feeling happy that I'm thinner? I've lost a bit of weight and I'm feeling Oh, quite- remember the time Beejit was like, it's good that that's over early because I have to go home and tell my pool boy to use his skimmer. Oh, Fuck God. you. Not it's- you specifically. Man. The writing staff. Mm. Yeah, they broke their back I, making that stretch. It is just diminishing returns again and again and again and again and again. Look, I mean, I've already said on another podcast, we were talking about this last night, I fucking hate Little Britain because of catchphrase humour. Yeah. It's the fucking laziest, laziest shit. Dude, it's like if Charmers lost his job and was on a sidewalk with like a sign saying, we'll say Skinner for food, it would be less <laughs> pathetic than this. <laughs> and what stands out to me for better or worse? Oh, hit me up. Look, I mean, in core concept, I do like the idea that Homer's taking his injury lazily when Marge is taking hers with physical activity, but none of the execution of this was any good, and especially down to Homer's hallucinating of his fucking hernia personification Gnome. thing yeah played by wallace sean like you if bastard. you have a hernia aren't you supposed to avoid physical activity yes I'm pretty like, sure isn't that the point I'm yeah just, oh, yeah God. i've known people with hernias elliot's child kevin had a horrific hernia it was really mm. traumatizing to me he meant uncle yeah whatever <laughs> yeah all i know is the elliot's weird al song uncle all i know is the weird al song living with, <laughs> why living would you call your son uncle <laughs> <laughs> living with a hernia so that's that's all i know about oh man yeah. you're missing out <laughs> all on the time the horrors of reality the I... grim horror of reality wonderful actor wallace sean mm. i am so excited by wallace sean i'm so sad that they rose his corpse from the grave in order to reperform this show mm. Just for everyone playing at home, myself and Danny were sure this actor was dead. Are sure. Continue to be <laughs> sure. Well, whereas Elliot and the internet seem to think otherwise. Wallace Short is alive as of recording this episode, the 4th of September, 2020. Have you oh, seen dude. him holding today's newspaper? <laughs> A good... F- <laughs> A good four years ago, we all commiserated at how tragic mm. it was that the world lost such a talented Three actor. Three days after Bowie. I love this uh, alternate timeline you guys have been living in. I'm glad you guys decided to converge in my reality. <laughs> you converged on ours, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, no, you'd have to converge on mine because the internet of my world is saying so. Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. If, yeah. I know you've taken over like a parasite. You've taken over <laughs> our universe. <laughs> Bastard. Yeah, so Wallace Shawn, what do we think of his performance? I think he's phenomenal. I think his script was garbage, and yeah. I think his character was largely irrelevant. Yep, I'm 100% with that. This is the turning point for me into this episode being terrible, is when Maggie can see Homer's hallucination, of his, mm. the personification of his hernia. Okay, she can see it. If that was just a joke, that'd be fine, but that's how he resolves the issue. The hernias are like, no, Homer, stay on the beach and be lazy and don't go out in the ocean with Marge. And then Maggie puts a bucket on top of him and that solves the issue. It's like, it can't be a plot point if it's fictional. Like, it has yeah. to be pointed out very obviously to us that this is a hallucination. There's also a bit where Homer is looking at the bottle of pills he has and it says, causes hallucinations. Yeah. But right before the hernia goblin, whatever you oh, want to call Oh, and he clearly up, knows it's a hallucination. He yeah. says several times, I'm talking to an invisible hallucination friend. Yeah, so then you can't have the resolution to that being Maggie traps it. Yeah. Traps your hallucination. It's like... Yeah, because this dumb. thing is meant to be the personification of his... Uh, Desire to be lazy in the face of having an excuse to do so. Yeah, so like I said, if we're going to have this thing where Marge and Homer have physical ailments that 
do require access, which a hernia probably does not. That's a core idea that's good, the two different approaches. And yeah, if you're going to wrap it up with this stupid fucking... Maggie can see Elf's bullshit. It's uh, always the babies. Play count, have you seen this episode? No, you haven't, neither have I. Let's move on. Wackiness! You hadn't seen it before? No, I'm not I up- didn't know there were episodes you hadn't seen before. I'm not up to date with 30 and 31, dude. Fuck, who are you? What have you done with the real Elliot? <laughs> Rip off your face and expose Wiggum's pasty core. I gotta say, I actually did like that reveal of Wiggum in the yeah, Homer costume. Yeah. And the reveal itself was pretty funny, mm. but it was in such a bad yeah. bit yeah, that the was undeserved. Wiggum in the police station going, we're bringing him in now, and then is already in costume in the play. Yeah, that was stupid. I, oh, mm. yeah, wackiness. Do we want to peel the band-aid off that fucking weird-ass dick shit fourth act? Where do I start with fucking wackiness, man? The problem with taking notes is that I just see how garbage this whole episode is, man. <laughs> What I meant to say was this Italian cooking bit. Oh, the Italian cook walking past me and like, hey, so Omar's in there talking to himself. Hey, Catley talking to himself. Hey, Ralph. Hey, Ralph's in the lobster tank again. Yeah. What's going on here? Oh, it's so wacky. What, who's he's one? He's talking to the audience. He's not talking to anyone else. Mm. Two, he knows all their names. Three, he seated the cat lady and clearly put a fucking lobster tank on Ralph's t- desk. Why did he give Ralph a table at all? He hasn't got his dad there. Mm-hmm. This is see, it's wacky. The Simpsons Index. And look, I don't know if this shit would be funny if this wasn't presented as The Simpsons. You know, famous scripted comedy that where the script fucking mattered. You know, I'm all for sketch humor, but. It's not what The Simpsons was originally, and now that they're trying to do it, it just feels like shit. I've got a note here that says, The hernia sounds suspiciously like Wallace Shawn. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I can delete that one. Our guest star for the episode. What about you, BT? Do you have any notes of wackiness? I do like when they're at the uh, wedding convention or whatever, and they're parading bridesmaids' dresses that look terrible to make the bride look better, and (laughs) has the line of, uh, They all come in colors known to scare seagulls. Yeah. Yeah. I like that line. No, it's a good thing. It's something that I didn't know was a thing, and then you hear about girls go, oh, fuck, sorry, I just noticed. There's a bit where, you know, they steal the name badges to get into the wedding expo, and then they they do that thing of like, but you're a Dr. What's-his-name. You have to go do the keynote speech. And then he does it. Yep. And it's fine. It's like, yep, then no what one was gives. the point of this bit? Who cares? What, like, go if, no, no, if they sold that a little harder, I could have got on board with, you know, the subversion of expectation. But it just happened and then it was over. And I was like, oh, then why that did we do that? Very upsetting. That and was very especially upsetting. Especially with Homer going, oh, that's right. I am DR Hefferman. That means doctor. Doctor DR. It's I the Lieutenant a... Smash joke. Yep. Lieutenant LT Smash. Fuck you for doing this again so badly. I've got a quote here saying, imagine Dr. Heffernan asking me what a keynote speech is. And then I've got a second quote. I'm starting to think that's not Dr. Heffernan. Get fucked. Or do something with that as a plot beat. Don't just write that shit off. You can't have a major issue happen. And he clearly has no idea what he's doing. And now he's performing a speech in front of an audience where he clearly has no idea. And the people that know that he's not the yeah. person is the person watching the thing. It's, and it's the same with the kids' story. Like, they keep setting up things and it goes nowhere. Like, yeah, Jimbo and Shauna are traumatizing them with a bad movie and smoking in the house and whatever. Mm. But then, let's go for a walk. Oh, all of a sudden, we're having a party, by the way. Yeah. Like, and that's yeah. pointless as well. And that's nothing. Goes nothing nowhere. Nothing comes with that. Yeah. So, no, that's supposed to set up that your house is trash and your parents are cranky. Scene. And Homer's like, you can leave now. Yeah, I don't I, care where the kids are. Yeah, no, I thought that was going to be the point so, as well that they were over at Flanders, and the Marge and Homer just went to bed and didn't even check on the kids. Yeah, again, not a point. 
Sorry, uh, just while we're here, Beach, I know you got something to say, but I have several. Also, things. Homer walking up the stairs, and the reason he strained his back is because Marge put on a Shut few towns. Up, yeah, I couldn't. What, what the, the actual fuck? Like, fuck? The idea is that kind of moment I mean, where they're trying to play it as she blames herself and thinks that, but it's not actually thing. But it doesn't come across that way. It actually comes across as just sad. Yeah, Hibbert's like, yeah, bitch, you fat shit. Yeah, just Homer and she Hibbert is, being mean to her. She's like the skinniest, lithe little thing I've ever she was so fucking sexy in this Chick-fil-A. show by the way and if it Damn. was the point yeah you see her it's in actually that, uh, not bathing suit when she was yes. with kite surfing that Woo. pink fucking bodysuit oh girl girl Jack, did you just realize you got a thing for kite surfers now no no no, no. or just Marge kite just surfing. Marge just yeah. Marge to Marge <laughs> to Marge but yeah if that was the thing that they found out yeah it's definitely not about Marge's weight it's about Homer's lack of physical for mm. real man like, what was he fucking that was never thinking? The point. No, they mm. didn't make a thing about that at all. That he's a weak piece of shit that couldn't carry his lithe, sexual girlfriend, wife slash lover up the f- stairs. Wife friend is <laughs> Thank the correct you. term. Uh, so, what was the thing, Beach? Well, you know, we have a lot of drunken fun on this show, but I just like to oh, say, dude. while you can exercise for a hernia and reduce the weight, which is one way you can recover from this, you shouldn't actually strain the area of the hernia itself. Windsurfing, mm. it's like mm. kite surfing. In fact works out the entire body. So Homer really should not have gone kite surfing. It would have been terrible for his hernia. Yeah. That's according to the internet of this dimension, which I don't belong to, apparently. <laughs> so I well, can't Well, no, that's it. And we it. can oh, only theorize, well, but in theory, right, because you're using your arms to hold on to the It's going to work your core. Yeah. Hey, 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 hey. Now, remember, if you can feel a muscle or know what it does, that's not your core. And whilst that is absurdity, mm. I actually know exactly what he means. It's like <laughs> the core is sort of this weird part that's like lower down below your abs, but kind of above them. And if you clench your abs or your groiny or like, your like whatever you're clenching, that's not your core. You've been listening to Big Jim too much. It's very simple. It is above your crotch, but below your nipples. That's your core. Where is it in relation to the chi? <laughs> mm. Well, I've heard that pretend you're wearing a big sumo diaper. Got it. That's your core. Just the diaper? Just the diaper. I shit my core. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, no, we're talking about the kite surfer guy. Let's fucking wrap this up. We, like, uh, interrupted the episode to try and figure out this yeah, guy's accent. Yeah, we were trying accent. to figure out if he was a Kiwi or a Safa or an Aussie, and we were just like, we don't know. <laughs> this yeah, was the most I was horrendous. very convinced he was Australian. I also would have believed South African, because as an Australian, I can't tell these accents apart. <laughs> Let's attempt to do them right now. All right, all right. Here's me being Australian. Fucking put fucking shrimp on the fucking barbie, you fucking cunts. Hey, I couldn't understand you until you said cunt. Yep, yeah. sorry. How about the heart of the episode? <laughs> where were the bumps? Heart of the episode. I've got the answer. And that is where Marge says, if you don't come after me, there's a big problem. Mm. That is the realest shit she has ever ever said in The Simpsons. Well, they keep introducing these stakes with Homer and Marge, especially in this era that it's fucking do or die, life and death. Yeah. That's not your standard Homer and Marge being like, you know what, honey? I love you, but we've got to work in our shit, bitch. This is more like, if you don't come after me and try and win me back, clearly there's a problem in our relationship. And it's so fucking real. Yeah, and even if we're taking this, okay, Homer's hallucinating, so obviously not in the best place to be making, you know, long-term relationship Goals fixingness. I couldn't think of the right word. Well, no, and it's kind of kind of shitty she's, on Marge's part as yeah, well because she expects a lot out of this guy that's going through drugs like, and withdrawals. Hey, and she's part of your intestine is hanging out of your internal lining. Yeah. Come windsurfing with me. Yeah, 
she's sprained an ankle or oh, fuck, yeah. even if she's broken an ankle, that's still like not having her guts hanging that's out of her they body. They should have the same injury and just broach it from different ways and then yeah. meet yes, in the middle in the exactly. end. Exactly. There's, no, there's an inequality there that's yeah, very important. Hibbert literally just goes, oh, Marge will be fine in about 36 hours. Homer, however, might need surgery at some point. And it's like, Dude. these are very different injuries. Why yeah. are we then shaming Homer for taking it easy when he really probably should? He should yeah. probably try and lose some weight as well, but hey. Yeah. And it's, yeah. But it's also on Marge for like, or it's on the story for not making Marge go, Homer, I'm a little bit worried, you know, mm. giving for those real. sticks. She goes straight to fucking... Fuck you for not getting a like, Ultimatum, that's the word. Ultimatum. Prescription drugs becoming addictive and causing problems with your life yeah. is a massive issue in society. Yeah. It's a huge problem. Like, that's real world drama. Yeah, and was he on opioids? Because it's not clear what he's taking the pills for. It's not clear, yeah. but... Uh, they're pills that will cause him the symptoms as he's reading them out. Yeah, mm. as he reads the classic convenient horror. comedy drugs. Yeah. Like, mood swings. <laughs> mood, mood swings. Mood swings. Did it feel like an episode of The Simpsons? If you painted a man yellow and had him run at a wet white wall of paint, it would be the impression of Simpsons. That would be more accurate than this episode. That's powerful, man. If I loaded about four different episodes of, of The Simpsons into a shotgun, <laughs> point blank at my and own set face. Set it in whore. You set it to whore. <laughs> the makeup that I would receive would approximately be similar in nature to The Simpsons, but different, legally distinct. Well, yeah, I, I've got every problem with the integrity across the board on this mm. episode. Yeah. And maybe it's not like exactly the characters a uh, acting like themselves. It's more they're just shittily motivated. Well, just okay, even then, Lisa's solution to this is to, you know, they have this bit where she's the camera's just focused on her. And it's all like, oh, I didn't know who to turn to. And you're the most oh, stable couple oh, I know. Oh. And it's Shauna and Jimbo's like, how about Ned, your neighbor who has had but two successful marriages? Person oh. that you set up in the episode. Yeah. Apu. Like or with his any of the married adults you know yes. other than Shauna. She has so many relationships with mature adult people. Mm. Well, I was like in that moment, okay, fine, it's goofy, yeah. but what are you gonna do yeah, by bringing these people back? If they oh, actually good, had nothing. a solution, then I'd be okay with it. Yeah. I have a note nothing. here. I have a note here that says <clears throat> I hate, 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 hate the Lisa bit with the old no revealing who she's talking to for the big surprise thing. <laughs> How did you spell it? That's a direct quote. Yeah. <laughs> we both went for pretty good bits, yeah. I gotta say. <laughs> all right. We've all been looking to forward to this. What would you change, BT? Ah, like, okay. Do what we were saying. Have them have virtually the same injury, approaching it from different directions, then have maybe Lisa go and ask Shauna and Jimbo, mm. and they have a moment of... Jimbo's all, oh, you know, Shauna likes shopping and I like peeing on things. We find a middle ground. Shop and nice. then they're like, from the, the stupidest advice they could get is related to these people because it's simple. And they've been together for so long and their lives are so complex together that yeah. it's hard to find that simple ground of, you know what, we just approach things differently. And yeah. that's fine. And yeah. there's some mutual yeah. respect. You they could... all drink lemonade. <laughs> the end. Yes. You could even have her like going to the adult relationships and they've all been in their marriages for so long they don't know how to yeah. like fix things anymore because you get a kind of tunnel vision in these kind of yeah. things and you yeah. don't you notice go the to simple like things Ned and whoever he's with now. oh he's not with anyone now is he ghosts like, let's scrub the Ned thing. You go to Reverend Flanders and Mrs. Reverend Flanders, <laughs> and they're like spitting images of each other. And you go mm -hmm. to like Milhouse and Mrs. Milhouse, and they're basically sisters, both of them. Um, 
What are you trying to say? <laughs> I'm saying that she goes to all the married couples, and yeah. they're so similar to each other, and they've been together so long, they don't understand how to solve crises and stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so she has to go to like more yeah, the out dumb there sources, love. yeah, to like get an example of how when things fall apart, how do you pull them back together? Hell, do the opposite. Have her go to grandpa, whose marriage fell apart, and he and she finds out that oh, they could never find common ground to talk on. Then they go oh. to. Apu, who cheated on his wife and finds out they never had common ground to meet on, oh. and then goes to, you know, someone else who is also the Van Houtens. Selma. This Selma, guy. or the Van Houtens, who have also fallen apart, and so they're like, the thing is, you have to meet each other halfway. Any Amazing. of the people that they have already put yeah. into the episode. And there's something to be said about why does this work, and it's because they find something about each other, they find, they appreciate they're different people who have different yes. approaches to life. Yes. Yeah, we kind of said it before with the whole fucking leveling out their diseases and stuff, so it looks more fair but also i am kind of interested in the kids getting neglected constantly and Mm. um, in amongst all this bickering yeah yeah and having them have to look after themselves and i think a resolution in the end would be like hey dickheads the common ground is us yeah okay great it's not always the best reason to stay together just for the kids but because marge is finding rehabilitation and going out kite surfing and homer's finding real rehabilitation on sitting on his ass yeah and not doing anything both are effectively neglecting their kids and yeah there's their common ground that's yeah. good, man. The like, collection of their DNA turned into small humans. It doesn't mean you don't love each other anymore. You're only doing it for the kids. But it is a common interest. They both have love for the same thing, which isn't necessarily watching shitty movies. It's loving these kids. Yeah. That's fine. Mm, totally. I'll take it. All right, we're here. BT, do you have any other notes? China sucks. I dislike that the episode starts with, whatever, I'm Shana. Oh, yeah, that was upsetting. Yeah. For me, that was a cold open with a completely new character, like when they introduce what's-his-name in the Poochie episode. I do kind of like Jimbo's lines of, hey, you kids want to watch pythons eating things? Uh, can't we watch something with kittens? Oh, there are kittens. It's like, oh, yeah. Well, and but again, I, like I actually didn't mind the uh, beta face movie, how just there was a ghost in the world that would just... <laughs> just <chewing. laughs> mixing beaters. I do I actually like the reprise on that as well. So yeah. It's all over beaters. <laughs> <laughs> so I liked all that, but yeah, it feels so hollow when it doesn't mean anything. Yep. There's a dumb little bit where Marge is like, oh, a wedding expo. It'll be the most romantic thing we've ever gone through. It's like, <laughs> that should be the most romantic thing we've ever snuck into, you idiots. Oh, and very sorry, that line. was actually something yeah. else that I wanted to change. Set up something in the wedding expo about couples that comes back later because mm, this is a yes. story about couples. Yes. So much opportunity there. So many stalls they went past that, that ended up with nothing. Uh, I like Homer's line of reading the pills. He's like, do not mix with alcohol. Okay, I'll drink it separately. <laughs> yeah. Ah, okay. So just to the idea of meeting on common ground, at the end, end of this episode, Marge just drains a long neck of Duff beer yeah. for no reason. Yeah. Like she just does. And it's like, what? <laughs> and she smashes that. Yeah. She's just like, bam, Like chug, son. chug, chug. Easy how to justify it. Thanks for trying the thing that I like, Homer. I'm going to try the thing you like. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And they just don't. I'm not a writer. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And then my last note is all caps and it's all just, it's still going. And now there's a spy. What the fuck? What the fuck? Mm, Mission mm, Simpossible, mm. though. Uh, it should be Simpsons Impossible. God. <laughs> Shag, what are your other notes? Dude, I have so many fucking notes for a change. Wow. Do you? Yeah, wow. you go I'm looking them? forward. Yes. Now please. it's time. And now it's time for his final, final notes. notes. Shag's final, final notes. notes.
we have a new character in Cold Open. It seems like you guys already knew who Shona, Shona. was. Yeah, she got introduced in around season 18 or 20-ish. Yeah, her catchphrase is, I'm Shauna. Yeah, and whatever. I didn't yeah. quite mm. like, didn't quite like that as a cold open. So it's not the mid nineties anymore. <laughs> exactly. There was an early breaking into by Jimbo, uh, Corky, who oh apparently <laughs> has is bald on top. I'm not sure if that's yeah, established canon. canon or it's canon. Yeah, that's actually been canon for a little longer than Shauna has, I reckon. Wow. Mm. Not as long as his real name being Corky. In the intro, they, they did like a Final Jeopardy part where they had to guess what's something that a couch mm. would say. You haven't replaced me since 1989? Yeah. Mm. I was. It's weird because I was kind of enjoying it, but at the same time, I really wasn't. <laughs> I but don't... then they never go to the couch. Yeah. When are they going to get to the couch? Yeah. Real <laughs> upsetting. Oh, the AI microphone. We didn't talk about the AI microphone, which mm. I didn't enjoy at all. No. Uh, it felt like they were trying to do a Mr. Black bit. Yeah. Having this microphone censor Homer's speech. So instead of hearing something wacky, we hear boring. Cool. Thanks. Yeah. I wanted to hear boring. That sounds like fun. <laughs> that hairy-legged That's ashtray, it. When Homer fired the makeup gun at Marge, it wasn't set to boring. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you were saying, but Shag. No, no, you're on it. The boudoir. How do you spell boudoir? Oh, that's probably not a quote. That's that's me questioning. <laughs> uh, oh, TB or not TB? That's the question. That was on the sign outside the hospital. Yeah. I thought that was pretty funny. Like tuberculosis. Oh, right, right. Tuberculosis. Yeah. Then there was, of course, if I hadn't put on a few pounds, which made me so fucking furious. It's that so bad. How dare the writers even drop that in in her like self guilt risk thing? Disgusts me. That disgusts me. Well, also, it's not set up either. It's yes. just all of a sudden. Oh, Marge, you're fat. Fuck you. Mm. Um, and that- it wasn't like uh, Homer was secretly feeding her Caltine bars or. <laughs> yeah, I remember that from a thing. Sorry, we watched Mean Girls last week. Uh, okay. They uh, secretly feed her Caltine bars, makes her fat. Okay. It's a fat. That's about it. Shana. Next, you try and drive the old car forward an extra bit, and Grandpa accidentally dials OnStar, which isn't mm. a thing in Australia, so it didn't mean too much. And she's like, what's your emergency? And Grandpa's like, every comedian I thought was funny is dead. And that's not quite an emergency, such as a sad realization mm. of the un- inevitability of mortality. It's good when a Simpsons reminds you of that, isn't it? Yeah, I wouldn't Mm. call that a punchline so much as like a slap in the face (laughs) of your future. It's an emotional sack whack. Rough, man. Bart trying to... I know you asked for notes and you're like, oh, fuck, he's got so many (laughs) fucking notes. This is why we don't let him take notes. (laughs) Bart puts the beard right in front of Homer's feet and he's like, I'm going to help you get better. Come on, you want this, don't you? Yeah, baby. Strain that fucking hernia. I want to see your intestines pop. Yeah. I don't think the dance needed to be there. It seemed like weird and pointless. Then Marge was all like, I need you to be more mature and look after your oh, yeah, father that, and nothing, me. Nothing came and that, that was weird. Like, that was another one of those, like, weirdly trying to get that heavy-handed heart moment there. Didn't land at all. And then he puts the straw in and points it the other way and walks off anyway. So, like, Marge has no power over him. What the fuck is this scene even here for? Because mm. it's not like Homer reaches for the beer. It's not like Marge pauses in the beer. It goes nowhere. It it's goes padding. nowhere. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Yeah, um, the Simpsons. Just eating up time until you die. Oh, my God. So uh, there's a part where Lisa says, so mom's kite surfing while dad's eating three desserts. And I'm like, no shit. We just saw those things happen exactly as you said. What the fuck are you saying that for? Like, Who gives a shit? Why are you telling us what we just saw happen? Mm-hmm. I've already seen it happen. I know it's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a sign that we should play with Tony Hawk more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which, oh, that's right. Yeah, Millhouse got stripped over, and then he starts sliding around the half pipes. Mm. 
Again, it's just like they think that the wacky animation is enough. It isn't. Yeah. I'm going to grab two more while I go, okay? Yeah. Uh, one, mm-hmm. there was a delightful close-up on Wiggum's butt eating a bicycle. Mm. <laughs> nom, 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 nom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Homer staring at Wiggum's butt being like, I never want to be that fat. That seems strange to me. Yeah. Like, strange lack of self-awareness. Also, like, really fat-shaming Wiggum. And you can set this sort of shit up, and, like, that's a fine turning point, but again... Wiggum had already appeared, like, three times in the episode. Those are chances for setup. And apparently now he's been bumped down to parking officer cop. What the fuck is that? What's with this uniform? Why is he no longer police chief? Why is he riding a bicycle? Why is he even at parking tickets? You can even make that a line. It's like, yeah, but we prefer a day at the beach. Perfect. Mm. And then Perfect. you don't have another fucking Wiggum Lou corner. I don't even want to mention it. It sucked. Yeah. Mm. Homer goes to borrow a windsurfer and he's like, the Widowmaker? The Widowmaker? Uh, and he says, can you say that without the accent? Oh, the Widowmaker. No, um, say it with the accent American again. is still an accent. Yeah. <laughs> oh, accents are funny, aren't they? Let's have fucking someone do a bad version of that. And this is season 30. This is I know. after the year after they made their shithouse comment on the problem with Apu. Mm-hmm. And they I haven't know. fucking learned their lesson. Hey. Stop making fun of people with accents. You are pissing people oh. off. Okay. Uh, like that, they're making bad jokes. I quite like the pants drop where his, he pulled the rope and his pants dropped. Yeah. It was fucking stupid, but it reminded me of like Abe Simpson being like, mm-hmm. how long was that? <laughs> you can't go five seconds without embarrassing yourself, can you? I, I agree, but then yeah, cuts to Nigel and he goes, no, the other rope. And then cuts yeah. back to Homer, yeah. pants magically back up. Yeah. Fuck you, run with the joke. Yeah. And yeah, a couple, only a few notes because yeah. All Man, the, I'm on it today. Yeah, yes, son. We had a reference to Dank in this one. <laughs> I, I don't remember. They had like, Dank is an acronym. Yeah, I don't drug remember. Oh, uh, yeah. Something. Oh, yeah. Uh, night knowledge. Night of knowledge. Yep. Oh, so I guess drug awareness is meant to be leading to Homer's drug problem, uh, theoretically. You're but giving it too much credit. Way too much credit. <laughs> if they had been like, opioids can be addictive. They, ah, as they as Homer been and Marge were leaving and they stopped yep. paying attention. But no, they yep. were too busy getting Skinner high. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, but then Skinner's high becomes he gets addicted and he's all like withdrawally and Homer and Marge too busy making out to notice. No, this is what should have happened. Ah, okay. <laughs> and what also should have happened is I wanted Cirrhosis Leprechaun to start playing more of a part in the episode and him and w- Wallace Hernia were like hanging out and like trying to lead to Homer's self-destruction. Okay. Ooh, okay. Yeah. We're and going then, high like, concept here, but Homer's anxiety and self-doubt come out and has start a big imaginary battle with him. <laughs> Don't forget his childhood trauma and abandonment yes. issues. <laughs> um two of our wind farms are out. I'll have to go tell the hospital they won't get power tonight. Again, <laughs> it's the cement blocks <laughs> jokes. Yeah. And yeah, the last scene where Homer's like, I'm ordering takeaway, and Marge is like, no. Yeah, what the fuck was with that? And then he calls the pizza shop, staring directly at camera, being like, this is a joke for you, the audience. You Hello. like pizza, don't you? Can I get a chocolate cheesy... I want long description. We don't make that. Can you? Cool joke, <laughs> dickhead. Who gives a shit? It's time to rank Who this gives thing. gives a shit? It's on The Simpsons Index. We rank using our six-point scale, which starts down the bottom at failure. And if the episode is interesting, you give it participant. But for the positive rankings, you got OK Bronze, Good Silver, Excellent Gold, but for the best of the very best, the episodes which The Simpsons could not exist without, you give Cubic Zirconia. I'm going to go first. Let me show you how it's done. Fail, 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 BT. 
Sorry, I just want to listen to that back at half speed and see if you sound normal. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I could have participated in this because I was mostly just numb until the very end where the conclusion of the entire story is dumb and then it just keeps going mm. for another bit. And for that, like, I was just bored to this episode and felt nothing and was going to be okay with participation. But no, for that, kick it in the pit of failure. Danny, finish her off. Did it turn out he was like a Nazi or something? Was he a Nazi? He was a spy. A spy for, for New Zealand? I guess. For evil New Zealand? Have you ever heard of old Zealand? No, because they took them over and destroyed them. I see. Mm. <laughs> it's interesting that I had so many notes and... More than half of them are just random yeah. letters bashed as I was attacking my keyboard. <laughs> I did see that. I felt bad for your keyboard. Those were the right notes Look, to take, though. I like being succinct, and I summed it up at the beginning. It's joyless crap. Yeah. You know, I had a thought while I was on the way here mm -hmm. that our ranking system is like failures, like reverse. Participants, like neutral. And then bronze, silver, gold, and uh, like first the gear to th thing. fourth gear. Ah, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. So this one is definitely a failure. You were definitely mm -hmm. driving down here then. <laughs> <laughs> All right. In neutral. <laughs> Safe petrol. Well, you're going down the mountain anyway. Yeah, so. it, man. Let the mountain do the work. Physics is your best friend. <laughs> All right. Unanimous failure. We are giving this episode the <laughs> index <laughs> finger. It will be the third episode from season 30 that we have given the finger so far. It'll be joining Bart's Not Dead, where... Bart almost dies. Much then... like every other episode, Bart is still alive. <laughs> <laughs> and our oh, review just last week, Tis the 30th Season, a Christmas episode with absolutely no fucking point. And just scrolling down to the end of the spreadsheet, I want to just, I've decided to do a couple more Season 30 episodes mm. in the coming weeks. Because, you know, Season 30's you just hit. prick. Just hit Disney Plus, and, you know, we're pretty behind on the Disney era, the Depression, the 30s and 31st. So just playing catch-ups a little. And this is the 10th episode from 30 we've reviewed, and, yeah, the third failure. Only one has gotten a dull bronze, and so everything else is... So he's telling us that the next two episodes in this episode are still season 30. So you're saying no. there's a chance. <laughs> but what I am saying is that because we're doing a Disney-era one... We have to skip out on a different era. Mm. And tonight we're skipping out on the teens and we're going to go watch an episode from the HD era now. Mm -hmm. We're going to go watch Opposites of Frack. BT, what's this episode about? Uh, this is where they get really into Battlestar Galactica who are known for using the term <laughs> frack instead of fuck. Good call. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, deep. Given deep it, it really kind of parallels the Pegasus story arc, which is, wow, just such a good mm. arc. So mm. I'm looking forward to this. Are there any like distinct impressions from Battlestar Galactica? A Cylon, right? Yeah. We go together because our assets are frack. <sighs> That's pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> you need to watch Battlestar. We'll yeah. be right back. And we're back, and we just watched an episode from the HD era. This was Season 26, Episode 5, Opposites of Frack. First released in November of 2014, it was directed by Matthew Nastark, written by Valentina Elgaza. In this episode, Homer gets hired as Mr. Burns' fracking representative, and the Simpsons' water is on fire. It is on I mean, how can I put more pauses in between? This water's on fire. to put more pauses in. And also, uh, Mr. Burns strikes up in a relationship with a liberal left-wing uh, hippy-dippy woman. What happened in 30, Rock? Hey, he's just what? <laughs> I know, right? Uh, my exact <laughs> fucking thought. Jack Donaghy and Cece is that exact mm. story. What do you guys think, though? I had a pretty good time. Then I had a less good time. 
ah, yes, I enjoyed it until I didn't enjoy it. Mm. And after that, I didn't enjoy it as much. I had a fucking awful time. And then I had a, hey, not bad time. And then I ended with hey. Mm. Wow. Mm. It was a roller coaster ride Rolling. Of, of up and then a little bit down and then a little bit more down. And then where do we maybe leveled off? I don't know. But mm. g- genuinely, mm. I loved the middle of this episode. Well, love. The, the chewy middle. It was surprisingly good for a HD era episode. Look, I don't know if I love the middle, but I would see the middle again just to see where <laughs> things go. Maybe yeah. on a day date? Yeah, I mean, you know, maybe double up. Uh, just, yeah, just, sure. You know, in social interaction, a little bit different. See yeah. how it pairs with another episode. And- yeah, I I mean, just to get, get to know everyone and then get to know the middle a little bit better. Maybe make the episodes I'd parents. like to see the middle naked. I'll say that much. <laughs> you guys. You guys. Danny, what stands out to you from this episode, for better or worse? Dude, I'm just glancing over my notes, and I don't know what half of them mean. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome to the fun world of note-taking. Yeah. <laughs> At least yours are typed and not like hieroglyphics that I scratch into this page. Yeah, <laughs> for real. Well, I'm going to pick a two. Just maybe you can help me. A lot happened this episode. Oh, you know what? I'll pick three then. Um, <laughs> Good point, Paige. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I've got one note that says he was eating a donut made out of donuts. I loved Mega Donut. <laughs> I missed that somehow. That's how much happened. Oh, because above the donuts, it said take one. So he molded all the donuts into giant donut. Uh, <laughs> and then he was still eating it when Mr. Burns was talking to him the next scene. It's good. I love Mega Donut. There you go. I've got another <laughs> note that says black mold eats someone. Yeah, at the very beginning, cool. Patty and Selma are having their house sprayed for black mold. And the mold just kind of reaches out and grabs a guy and pulls it into like hammer space. How about you, BT? Have you got three notes that stand out to you for better or worse? <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Sure, 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 sure. Uh, in the background, there's like the Springfield state flag, which just says, not just another state. Mm-hmm. Like that. Mr. Burns and Maxine describe their sex as spank snapping and spank shredding. Sorry, spat snapping and spank shredding. I gotta say, when, yeah, they were first arguing, yeah, Chag was all <laughs> like, oh, they better not kiss. Yeah. Yeah. And then they, they got totally kiss. Yeah, they got freaky bitch. Whoop. They were macking out so hard that they went into dream dancing space. Uh, my final good note is uh, when Mr. Burns is getting dressed again, he's like, okay, Derringer, sword cane, Derringer <laughs> cane, sword Derringer. Yeah. yeah. Even mm. though, yeah, like we said at the top, this felt like a retread of the 30 Rock story in season two. The difference is they're not in love. They're just, uh. they're just having freaky old people sex. Yeah. And it's not about the emotional connection even they can't they kind of drive that at the end but whatever which sucked it was funnier when it was just you know they were just opposed but attraction attracted to each other because of that opposition and yeah you know i mean did you see the size of his sword cane (laughs) right (laughs) and his sword derringer (laughs) when those two were alone in a room he was nothing but a raging erection (laughs) (laughs) didn't need any of those giant shots of green goop like he got for that julia louis dreyfus character he fucked Elaine Bennis. Yeah, you were there. Hunker Hunker burns in love. Homer's his wingman, and uh, oh. then Snake is her former partner. And then that they was up- Elaine Bennis. Yeah, yeah that was. Th- you only get one, one shot, shot at Elaine <laughs> Bennis. I swear he's playing the greatest hits of <laughs> Danny Rosewall on the index. <laughs> but you know, speaking of Burns shacking up with guest stars, did you guys happen to catch who was the guest star of this Elaine episode? Elaine Bennis. Nope. Julie Louise Bennis. <laughs> Playing Maxine Lombard was Jane Fonda. Oh. Wow, the Jane Fonda. You only get one shot with the Jane Fonda. <laughs> <laughs> and the other guest star, because it's not worth really mentioning, was Robert Seigel. Seigel. Oh, from NPR News. Yeah, he had a brief spot outside Burns' mansion and it was shit. I'm sorry, All Things Considered is a good show. Is it? 
I don't know, but I remember listening to my dad listening to the radio on NPR and thinking, this is pretty good. This is why that voice is ingrained in you. <laughs> it is part of your heritage. It is a part of you all. It's a lot mm, of fun mm, to mm. say. You want us to do an NPR podcast next or hook up with them? I've been trying to push that for <laughs> the entire podcast. We need to review a, mo- a, a less boisterous show then. <laughs> I figure I could do that entirely in NPR. It would just get really boring. Mm. Or everybody... But me. But what stands out to me for better or worse? What does stand out to you for better or worse? I thought this was a actually a good take on a Homer and Marge difficult story. Yeah. Where he, he gets swept up in the money and being good at a new job. And she's like... Actually no, being no, good no. at something. Yeah. And she's like, no, no, no. Our water is on fire. Yeah. <laughs> He's good at schmoozing with people. Yeah. People like him. He's and social. a good kind of social bit where they're like, yeah, we're going to frack in your back neighborhood and it's going to be terrible for the environment. We can give you all five thousand dollars though. Yeah, $5, and for a lot of people, thousand dollars. Yeah, and for a lot of people, that's huge. Yeah, yeah, dude, that would pay off your credit card debt. That's it. And Frank's like, look, if you look at this logically, this goes yeah. into this. Here's and causes the dry, this. boring science behind why this is a terrible idea. Five thousand dollars. Bam, 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 bam. Five thousand dollars. Dude, just to keep that in Y'all mind. Y'all ready for this? That is more than $10,000 Australian. I know. <laughs> Can you imagine being offered $10,000? I would like... throw it on the pile, and the pile would be bigger. I'd be like, frag me, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Like, I will say that is the one one of the downers of this episode, is the whole like over-explanation of, here, bring you up to speed on what fracking is. Yeah, but to be fair, I've heard the term fracking so many times, I've never Tell actually figured Quickly. out what it is. Well, when a man and a woman love each other hey. very much... I think it, uh, it's actually... There's a stalk. Raging hard stalk. <laughs> so that's a part of fr- fracking I don't get. How is fire water? I would drink fire water. It's because, like, the explosions are sending gas through the, uh, the And because pipe, small space, and once it gets released, boom. That's beautiful, man. Mm. That's where babies come from. That is where babies come from. <laughs> where the pressure builds up in the pipe and then boom. Yeah. You're not wrong. I know. <laughs> yeah, audience, I hope you didn't come here for our explanation on fracking because we're going to- Why the f- fuck would you? Why the frack would you? <laughs> I did like the documentary video, especially with the old farmer type. Used to be you could try lighting your water for hours and nothing could happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like that was unfortunately overshadowed by that. Did you turn off the slip and slide? Whoosh. Oh, no. Oh, but I thought I, that was a fine button. On that it. was a fine button, but I just like the simplicity of try, back in my day, you try <laughs> yeah. to fight, light the water all day long. Nothing happened until the cows came home. Yeah. Play count. You guys haven't seen this episode before, and I have, and I barely remembered it. Frack, no. No, hey, Belliot, what is Forbor moment? <laughs> we actually were discussing this on the last episode with Phil. It's short for for better or worse moment. Ah, for B or W moment. Oh, it's f- not for Borwa. Of yeah. course, I should have. Borwa re- isn't a word. Well, that makes so much sense in retrospect. How was the wackiness in this episode? My gosh, Ellie, it's so much whack. Homer's pupils shatter, and a little man inside oh. his face just sweeps the pupils up. Fucking weird. I had a note here. Pupil janitor guy. I'm going to cross that out now. There we go. There was a crowd scene, and there was just a guy dressed as a cactus. Yes, the I cactus mean, guy. I'm for it, but I'm Wait, confused. wasn't that when he was spruiking at Channel Ocho with the Bumblebee Man and stuff? Maybe. Was I paying attention? I don't know. Yeah, well, I, I like this scene with Homer, like, with his foot up on the various things. Yeah, yes. So, like, even... how homespun he was, his foot up, talking. Yeah, I have no foot big... up. 
city slicker, but I feel this fracking is... This may be the first Cletus meth joke that I liked. Yeah, Homer was, like, spruiking to the various town people, saying what they can bring to all the increased work. It's like, reliable source of methamphetamines. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it. It was good. It's quick, and it's done, and yeah, I agree. Uh, But... You know, in terms of wackiness, I want to bring back to the start of the episode and mm-hmm. in the times where Homer's pupils were shattering and yeah. shit, and just all the shit with Patty and Selma smoking. This is where I fucking hated the episode. There were some good bits to mine out of that when they switched to e-cigarettes and they're like not satisfied. Like my hair smells like hair. Yeah, mm. it is true. There is a certain something that the e-cigs miss that the. Yeah, or when they like go, we'll swear, we'll stop smoking. They stub their cigarettes out, the camera pans down, pans back up, they're already smoking again. Yeah, that wasn't bad. I don't know, I guess the fucking million smoke detectors kind of bugged me. Yeah, that bugged me a little. Uh, And Marge laying it on thick and then going, homie, you ate the steak now, you have to do what I fucking say, cunt. Yeah, that went from being, oh, trying to coerce you with food to, no, you ate the food and that is the contract you have signed. (laughs) (laughs) You have signed the deal. Although I did like them going to the bathroom and trying to hide their smoking. We'll turn on the fan. Yeah, turn on the faucet. No one will know that we're in here smoking. Okay, yeah, that brought me back. Classic, right? Doesn't that take you back? (laughs) Took him back to all smoking. Yeah, high school smoking, man. (laughs) Waving your hand with the cigarette. The smell won't stay in my hand if I do this all the time. (laughs) But then, you know, you, you turn the faucet on and the, the house blows up. Mm. Yeah, that's what happens. I remember that part. Mm. Yep. So, yeah, what I hated mostly is that this was just clearly attacked on fuck you first act. And like, although, yeah, it technically led to the fracking and the water fire and stuff. It's just like, yeah, he dropped off Patty and Selma at the dog track and it's like, that's it for that part of the story. Mm. It's a foofa. Foofa? Fuck you first act. Mm. Oh, cool. I like that term. Foofa. Fufa. It's fun to say. Fufa. Did you guys have any other wacky notes? I quite liked that Marge set up all these mirrors so they could watch Canadian on Canadian violence. <laughs> mm-hmm. I do like Homer's line of, no, I ain't no Carl, but I ain't no Lenny either. Yeah. Although yeah. I will say negative wackies are like, I never got a promotion before. Yes, you have. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were promoted to safety inspector. You were promoted to executive. You've had plenty of promotions. Especially under Mr. Burns. Let's not start on the other jobs uh, that but, he's had. But to end on a high note, I did really like his line of, uh, I don't know, fracking is one of those scary Lisa words. Yes. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, the middle of this really was great. Yeah. Yeah. A lot like, of this episode was great. Another good point where they're um, just sitting at home and there's like, the motorcade pulls up outside. It's like, Lisa, motorcade. Yeah. <laughs> mm. You guys need to go outside. To smoke. Yeah, nature is God's ashtray. Nature is God's ashtray. Isn't that disgusting? Mm, yeah, stop putting your damn cigarette butts everywhere, <laughs> smokers. Can I, I just say your right to smoke? But God, it's gross. I've got one here that just says Homer's dead. Well, yeah, I mean that's every episode. Oh, he gets hit by the wrecking ball. He gets mm. hit by a wrecking ball. He also is also a god. Yeah, but he's also dead. Dead yep. god. Yep. Maybe you survived it like Miley Cyrus did. She did. When she got hit by that wrecking she ball. Didn't. <laughs> Have you seen it since? No. Look, there's a bit of wackiness and a bit of frackiness to talk hey. about in this episode, but let's move on to the heart. How was the emotional core for you guys? I think we had two relationships running in tandem in this episode. Yeah, that was pretty interesting. Um, mm. It didn't quite come together the way I wanted to. I do appreciate that Marge finally gets through to Homer, who's been swept up in all the hype of everything, but kind of just does it by repeating the same thing. Which yes, I didn't which like the repetition. Works, I lo- like I didn't like that. No, but I get you didn't like what the repetition of our water is on fire. She our water is on fire. Our water was yeah. on fire, not yeah. is on fire. Yeah. And you didn't like that repetition. Didn't like the repetition. I don't like that she didn't try anything else to get through to him. 
But the, okay, by the same token, it's pretty simple. How much more simple yes, is it? Yes, but our water get... is on fire. Yes, that should mean something. Yes, but point. our water is on fire, Beach. I know. Yes, but our water is on fire. You've gotten through to me. There you go. <laughs> Bam, checkmate. <laughs> but uh, how about the heart between uh, Mr. Burns and Mrs. Maxine Lombard? Yeah, I dislike that decided to have feelings for each other in the end. Like, yeah, me too. I like the idea they were just having this flirty relationship in amongst their yeah. serious business relationship. It was mostly to set up the the classic, just like, oh, the, look, it's a couple in bed with their iPads. Oh, aren't they just boring now? Yeah, that was too, because it was like, hey, look at them being bored together. Well, you know, boring is boring. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. I could have taken the first bite at that apple, but then to run it through the credits was just tedious. For real, man. It's like, we already know that everyone sits in bed on their iPad all, all night. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Like, whatever. Bingo. I've got a note here that says, it's always been the dancing, and I don't yeah. know what that means. That was a reference to uh, Rich, Rich Texan, Texan, where he's uh, all like, I ain't all about that fracking, because you can't dance in fracking gas, you gotta dance in oil. Woo! Always been about the dancing. Then yeah. he made us watch him dance for three hours. He's only got one move, that was the kind of line that leveled it out for me mm. a little bit. It was... A- I think that's another shitty part of the episode because it's kind of setting up Bart and Lisa's involvement yeah. where they aren't involved. And I guess to your point, Shag, about Marge's repetition not being enough, which I kind of push back because I think that worked for me, but I think there should have been a bit more pushback, especially from Lisa. But especially Bart. No, especially <laughs> Lisa. Um, because, yeah, this is clearly something she cares about. She's watched mm. all those sad movies on Webflix. And I do like Marge is like the one holdout. She doesn't sign the documentation. And maybe have a bit more of a speech at the end instead of just saying our water was on fire slowly going, the, the house we built together where our family grows, that place is no longer safe. Yeah, that should have been, Yeah, water is on fire should have been the headline for that speech and then yeah. like the final line of the speech. Yeah. So I'm for that. Yeah. To the point I think Danny was trying to make by... Yeah. I would have liked Lisa to be involved in Marge's decision not to sign. I, don't, I like that she got there independently. Yeah, fair enough, but you they didn't have to make be convinced, a point of it. Doesn't you know? have to be convinced by her daughter, like always. Well, yeah, Mr. Burns and Jane Fonda are clearly in the right wing and left wing of this issue, mm-hmm. respectively. And I think that's the key with Marge here, is that she's non-partisan. She doesn't have an issue of the political nature of fracking. Yeah. It's just she's the water was on fire. Yeah, there's the left and the right arguing, and in the, the fuselage in the middle is all the people who are just hanging in the balance. Exactly. There's a lot to be said there, and by not taking a political side either, that would be very interesting. It's like, this isn't a political issue, this is people's homes and their safety. And I guess they could have brought that up a bit more at, like, the town hall meeting as well with, like... Because this hasn't affected all the townspeople, I guess, well, at this yet, point. But yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, maybe we should have had a bit more. But, I mean, I think we're getting into what would we change about this episode. Mm. But ultimately, did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Are the characters behaving like themselves? Is this the show we know and love? I mean, yeah, for the most part. I do like Homer gets, A, a new job, and B, swept up in this new thing that he previously knew nothing about. But I like that he enjoys it because he's good at it. Yeah. And even his line of, it's time for me to man up and confess that it's all my wife's fault. Yes. (laughs) That was a good bit. A very good line. And yeah, uh, Lisa's opposed, but it's not beating you over the head with that. And yeah, for something that I kind of wish had pushed that middle of the road a bit more, where the politicians are bickering, and in the in the end, it's just the people that are in the in the middle losing out either way. Yeah. But yeah, I, and I like that Marge is just standing firm here. You don't have a long speech, and that's why I kind of want a long speech at the end, where the water on, on being on fire should have been enough to begin with, but then she makes the longer declaration later to kind of yeah. sum it all up. Kind of the, the Kyle opposite. speech. Kyle? Yeah, oh yeah, oh, yeah I've yeah, learned yeah. something today. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, especially because, yeah, you can bring back Frank and saying, yeah, he didn't give you $5,000, but he gave you the truth and sort of thing. And, and sometimes yeah. the truth has a lot of math. And I know math sucks. It's terrible. It's awful. But sometimes it helps. Look, mm. no one wants it, but we need it. Yeah, it's the hero we need, not the one we deserve. Math is everywhere. In our schools. In our <laughs> musical instruments. Yeah, flying through the air. Tearing through your body at a microscopic level. <laughs> math. Fuck. <laughs> Do math, kids. <laughs> Not even once. <laughs> but I think everyone was mostly on point. Like, mm -hmm. even the parts that I hated in this episode, I mean, Patty and Selma are smokers. The only part that's kind of not in an integrity is they once again forgot that Selma has a child. Oh, uh, yeah. Selma has a child? You mean the lizard? No, uh, she adopted a Chinese baby. Well, I, I, I knew Neither of it. Clearly, so I knew about the job job. Cl look, look <laughs> clearly the black mold already took them both. Oh, oh fucking hell. Oh, <laughs> I mean, they're not at home and they're not with them. Yeah. They're with the black mold now. Anyway, uh, would you watch this episode again? Yeah. I would. Yeah. It's like, like, it's a bad episode, but it's wacky and it's so all over the place that I feel like I'd get more out of it. Because there's just so much bizarre shit stuffed into this weird ass yeah. fucking pizza pocket. Again, of an a lot happens in this episode. Yeah, honestly, this is a good laundry candidate, good hangover playlist, mm. and you know we like to think about other playlists when we say, "Yeah, we'll watch this episode again." So oh, here we go. Tell, tell me, boys, what's another episode you'd pair with this one? Uh, Mr. Burns going to the bone zone. Oh, Burnsy, Burnsy. Oh. <laughs> Getting his frack on, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, boy. Getting some rug burns. What other shows would you pair this with? A little bit broken now. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Okay, uh, Mr. Burns doing various things to mine natural resources. Yes. So, like, who oh, shot yeah. Mr. Burns part one where he's got the yeah. oil rig that's on a slant? And the slurry episode, the yes. least yeah. Yeah. slurry. I want to, you know, we talk about the Homer Jobs playlist, but specifically the Homer Jobs within the power plant, mm. like the one where he becomes the CEO by usurping Canary and yes. Burns. And yes. Yeah, some of the more power plant, like uh, where he becomes Burns' assistant when he gets hair. I reckon this has got a good, like, Selma and Thelma bounce as well. Like we could I'm so glad I learned neither of your names. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, dude. Sorry, sorry. No, no. You're right on track there. Mm. Um, no, I think that's exactly, like, where we're at. Like, I could totally pair this with, this is our holiday on the Bahamas. Yep. Here's us trying to clean our toes in the bathtub of the hotel who can forget that classic episode classic right and here's us dropping off the roll of film to be developed yeah <laughs> yeah that's some good playlists but bt what would you like to change about this episode make all of it more like the middle yeah i can't believe i'm saying the middle is the best part that never happens oh, that's but, yeah. all right loss of an episode know, but uh look scrub out some of that fuck you opening like it can mm -hmm. just be patty mm -hmm. and selma coming over and they're trying to smoke and marge makes a big deal about not smoking in front of the kids that's Dude, enough fuck yeah, the rest not... of the episode let's just sit there no no oh. actually because <laughs> you know mind. what the ending as well i don't i wish it wasn't such a big ending yeah either. exactly it's because ultimately it just comes down to homer understanding and then him you know flame throwing the the oil derrick the fracking derrick i don't know what they're called a little too much as well and like i guess you've got to have some sort of environmental disaster to like Wow. fully demonstrate the dangers or of this or but... even just kind of undermine like homer gets on board and then mr burns is like oh okay i'll only do 50 percent only some of you will die mm. <laughs> it's like well that's shit but also okay but um yeah to your point because i 
said already that I didn't mind that Patty and Selma smoking in the bathroom led to the mm. uh, water explosion thing. So, yeah, have that. They've got to stay in there. And they are just covert smoking. None of this fucking million smoke detectors. Homer's trying to fucking get them out sort of mm. thing. He's just... He's just adhering to this rule on a somewhat realistic level. And then you can have some classic trying to do covert smoking. Yeah, I reckon you could like stretch that out a lot longer yeah. than it went. Yeah, because it's uh, a really montage. fun, relatable thing. Like, yeah. all the yeah. covert smoke. Like, hire like, us as writers. We had to do years get of covert so smoking. so much fucking demographic. You're going to get the demographic of all the teens trying to hide smoking mm-hmm. from their parents, but you're also going to get all the demographic of the parents that are like, man, yeah. you teens are so fucking obvious with your smoking. <laughs> but then they try to hide their like marijuana smoking from the teens. They don't want to know about it. <laughs> See, that's it. I actually think you don't need more to this episode. I think you could just sit on this whole, like, everyone hiding from each other and, and like, oh, you're so obvious to me, and they're like, oh, mm-hmm. you're yeah. so obvious to me. I think there's so much gold in that shit. You don't need fucking sudden environmental disasters and fracking and blah, 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 blah. Oh, right. And is that what you'd like to change about the episode? The blah, blah, you blah, know blah, what? Blah, blah, blah. I would scrap out most of the blah, 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 blah. Uh-huh. I kind of like the Monty Burns getting his freak on. So I'd find a way to get at least that far. Mm-hmm. But I'd probably tie it back to the Siggies rather than down to environmental fracking and, and natural disasters. Okay. I'm still working this through as I say mm-hmm. it. I haven't exactly like planned this out we, or we anything. We were talking before the podcast, you're swan diving out the window, hoping you land into a point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you never know where it's going to go. But like, it's probably going to reflect their crisis. So like the Simpsons mm. house is undergoing like... Homer's so cranky with them, they have to hide their ciggies, and maybe, in in fact, I know that Homer eventually becomes, like, a symbol of the screenwriter's love of smoking pot, so maybe, like, he's, like, trying to smoke pot secretly, whilst Mm -hmm. at the same time telling off Selma and Louise for, um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> for for smoking ciggies in the house mm. and they're trying to like hide it in the in the bathroom or like out the back or whatever and yeah. he's also trying to hide at the same place and they don't quite like yeah. click that they're both in the same thing how about you move um, to like the macro then of mr burns trying to hide fracking but is all like just getting yes, caught out yes yes and at the same time you've got to have like the lefties obviously seeing what he's doing but at the same time trying to hide something on their end as well you know mm. kickbacks kickbacks yeah or they're all just fucking hippies that are smoking pot secretly in their senator offices because mm-hmm. they're yeah. so fucking lefty i think that's the, always the problem though when people try to do a left wing right wing balanced thing it's like fuck the left wing people who are having lots of empathy yeah <laughs> oh those right wing people are destroying the planet and murdering the animals and killing the environment but those lefties look at them smoking their pot and yeah. sitting in their like, fucking offices doing their jobs i'm all for a balanced take and all that sort of of shit but <laughs> the right have got some fucking crimes to answer for at the fucking moment and it's yeah. like oh well fuck us for trying to feed people right <laughs> yeah, yeah so i mean we've had donald trump for a little while in office now <laughs> we're not even the same country as him but holy shit man that shit echoes out we've got scomo yeah. He apparently likes Scomo, so you call him Shmomo. <laughs> Shmomo. Shmomo surprisingly looks suspiciously similar to Donald Trump's shadow if he was cast <laughs> on the other side of the planet. Uh, uh, the alternative nickname for him is Cunt Dick. Oh, yep, yep, yep. Mm, that makes sense. Hey, Elliot, what would you change? Oh, I already said it. Damn. 
But was I was going to uh, say, because I, I really like your point about how, uh, like getting the demographic of the parents who are trying to hide their smokes mm. from the kid. And it reminds me of this funny yet awful yet funny story of uh, a friend of mine. Uh, she was saying that she was like covert smoking and, you know, didn't want her son to find out and whatever. Mm-hmm. And so she'd just go out the back and have a ciggy late at yeah. night after she yeah. put the kid to bed. You know, she'd never smoke in his waking hours was basically her, her policy. Mm-hmm. And she didn't know, but just the way that the windows in her house worked was that, like, no. she'd reflect and, like, no. could be seen in from her son's bedroom no. mirror. Uh. But the thing is, it wasn't a clearly defined shape. It was just so a he, ghostly silhouette with one glowing red eye. an orange glow <laughs> that had just come up and, like, light up her face in a scary way that he couldn't recognize. Holy shit. And Holy shit. And because he was smoking out the back and, you know, lights out. So, like, in case he, like, wandered out from bed, he wouldn't, like, immediately go outside because the light's on, you know? But, <laughs> Mother, don't turn the light off. The orange-eyed demon oh will be my in my window. It is God. made of smoke and horrors. So, yeah, just, like, every half minute glowing orange <laughs> face. <laughs> oh, Jeez. that's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. We're here, BT. Any other notes? Uh, only a couple. Uh, I do like when that Barton Lisa stumble across Mr. Burns's fracking operation, and he's like, "Smithers, take them out and give them exactly what they deserve." And they've got like hats and balloons that say like "Junior Frackers." Yeah, yeah. That was it funny. was at, actually at this moment where I was like, "Okay, this could be good." Yeah. Yeah. They still had an opportunity yeah. to redeem themselves. And then my other note is just Mr. Burns at that hearing where they're like, Mr. Burns, do you set up an illegal fracking operation? <laughs> I don't recall. <laughs> don't you have any empathy for your fellow man? <laughs> I don't, I don't recall. recall. <laughs> Jack, do you have any other notes? Oh, plenty. In that case, let me just do my three other notes. Final <laughs> notes, final notes, final notes, final notes. Plagiarism. Apparently Mr. Burns got with Nellie Taft. With oh, V hey. Nelly Taft. Nelly the elephant packed his donk. <laughs> Woo! You only get one wow. shot. Did with that, did Nelly that stretch her? <laughs> oh my god. I liked uh, Homer going, it's excellent. And then Mr. Burns, like, oh yes, yes, it's excellent, it's excellent. It's just so lost in thought. And Jordan's anal corner. Yeah. A Jordan's anal corner. Jordan's anal corner! They did a zoom in on the contract and saw Homer J. Simpson. He'd signed. Yes. Marjorie B. Simpson. She had not signed. Her middle name is Jacqueline. Oh. Jacqueline does not start with a B. It's well, a not in this universe. B, Elliot. It's a silent B. I looked up Nellie Taft, and uh, that is a face that just knows what you've done and isn't mad, just disappointed. She's a looker. Ah, I'm sorry. I don't remember the last time I apologized to a JPEG. <laughs> Woo! What else you got, Shaq? <clears throat> pork chop with gravy? It's not pork chop Tuesday or gravy Thursday? I love gravy Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, when she set up the mirrors, like he was eating pork chops with gravy, mm-hmm. and she set up all these mirrors so they could watch the hockey fights, Canadian-Canadian violence, yep. and she says, I'm just happy you're happy. And he says, wait a minute. That's not something people really feel. Yeah. What's going on here? <laughs> I did like that. That's pretty good. There's the old Burns looking at the monitor. I need a stood for something or other. Hello. And he always looks at the monitor, and somewhere in the middle, it's always Homer. Well, I, I gotta say, as far as creative, uh, screw it. I'll just get Homer Simpson lines. This was this was good. Who's that, Smithers? It's your one of your prime organ banks from <laughs> Section Seven G. But what I really need is a Patsy. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I've also got one that says, Now I cast you aside for the busboys to gnaw on. I thought that was pretty rad. That was Burns dumping the senator, yep. of course. Yeah. And, you know, you don't just throw your scraps out of a fancy restaurant. You cast them aside for the busboys to gnaw on. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got two more. One, se- one just says, Killdozers, yep. which yes. fucking rad. Killdozer. Jesus Christ. That must have been when Burns' manor was getting trashed, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Pretty yep. rad. And um, then when Homer got uh, swept up by a wrecking ball. Beautiful. And my last one is Millhouse69, which is... Uh, yeah. I'm not quite sure. Your no, email? No, no, no. <laughs> it's his cyberpunk uh, name. <laughs> yeah, when Bart <laughs> fell out, when there's the earthquake and Bart fell out of the treehouse and Millhouse fell out on top of him. Yeah, that's to right. Be fair, they didn't call attention to it. So I yeah, like classic HD Simpsons would like point at that and laugh like, for twenty oh, boy, minutes. Jesus is watching or something. Oh my no, God. I didn't do any of that. I was yeah. expecting a few more visual gags mm. when the earthquake was happening. I do like that Lisa was working on an etch sketch. Lisa was working up. on an etch sketch. <laughs> that's a good bit. That mm. one was funny. That one was really funny. Okay, anyway, that's the end of my nose. What well, it must be time to rank this thing. Now it's time. Well, now it's time to, to rank, rank the thing. BT's turn to go first. Oh, man, I'm split on this one because a lot of it is participant, but there is an ambitious streak that I really appreciate. Mm. I don't think it quite landed it, but at least it felt like it had something more to it. I am against all odds and against all logic. I am going to follow my guts. My guts say bronze. All right, Danny. You know what? I'm sort of in the same bus. Mm. It's a tough as bus. Benjamin. Yeah. Now, I push- are you Daniel? <laughs> 179 episodes, and no one's called me Benjamin. <laughs> I don't think you. we've called him Daniel. Now <laughs> you're going to use my full name. Elatrosis? <laughs> yes, Elatrosis. <laughs> um, <laughs> to be honest, I'm between a bronze and a silver. Oh, wow. Like, as an episode as a whole, it's garbage. <laughs> and yet, the jokes, each one by themselves, I think they're pretty funny. Mm-hmm. So, like... To be honest, I could easily go a silver. I feel like I should go a bronze because it's a garbage episode. But if I go a silver <laughs> and you guys go participant, that's going to land us well, on a bronze. You already know where I've gone, so. Yeah, I didn't even listen, though. <laughs> <laughs> that's fun. All right, I'm going to go a bronze because I know it's not worth a silver. I just think that it feels like a silver compared to you two failures will give it the bump it needs. Again, he went bronze, and I'm also backing up that bronze thing. Look, this, to me, was a participant first act, mm. uh, silver uh, two and three, but then, you know, a participant again out. Yeah, the, the ending, yeah. The ending, it wasn't horrendous, but it was just a bit, uh, Under- and then we're done. Yeah, preach it, man. And at some of this time, with boring iPad thing, like, you could have given to this, like, we want to reset to zero. We don't want Burns and this woman together yeah, at the end. Yeah, sell it, sister. Yeah, I'm se- overselling it. Yeah, unanimous bronze. We are giving this whoop, episode the whoop, bronze whoop, finger. Whoop. The bronze and- finger. <laughs> I believe that's the point. <laughs> and no surprise there, it's only the second episode from season 26 to get a unanimous bronze. Hmm. And it'll be now the joint highest rated season 26 episode. <laughs> 
<laughs> what was the other one? Uh, it'll be joining Covercraft, which okay. uh, when Homer becomes a bass player. And that was some fun. That was like, yeah, all the dads getting together to form a cover band. Mm. That, yeah, mm. good fun. And yeah, Homer is a bass player. I can relate. I'm bald and I play bass. All right. So we are going to leapfrog the teens era now and jump 20. Wait, no, not 20. 19 years out to season seven. <sighs> Where we're wow. going to go watch Sideshow Bob's Last Gleaming. BT, what's this episode? It's the one where Bart finally gets Sideshow Bob and just sets him on fire with napalm and white phosphorus and he just burns for 20 minutes. Just polishes him and polishes him <laughs> and polishes him until the sun reflects until off his bones. <laughs> <laughs> Elliot, can we watch this episode now? Yeah, let's go. We'll be back. Ever so lovely <laughs> there. <laughs> Oh, Beach, you're being ever so creepy. Elatrosis, Jolopicus, Jolo- no, Dylan, O'Nelly Ray. What? <laughs> Your full oh, name. Oh, my full name, of course. <laughs> <laughs> it's been so long since I heard it in the old country. <laughs> We are back and we just watched our classic and final episode for the evening. This was Season 7, Episode 9, Sideshow Bob's Last Gleaming. First released in November of 1995, it was directed by Dominic Polcino, written by Spike Ferriston, and bring me back because that's a fascinating story behind that. In this episode, this is the one where Sideshow Bob steals a nuclear weapon. Mm. Guys, what'd you think? Why did that happen to your voice? <laughs> did you just say 95? Like 1995? 1995. Holy shit. The midest of the mid-90s. Mm. Wow. That is so fucking far back. Mm-hmm. That is like 50 years ago. <laughs> Half of that, but still. Wow. What do you guys think? I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Mm. Same. In my memory, this was the worst of the Sideshow Bobs. Really? Yeah, absolutely. It's not the best. Mm, definitely not. It's not Cape Fear. It's not Cape Fear. Cape Fear is pretty fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Anyway, let me just circle back to that Spike Ferriston thing. So I don't know if you guys recognize that name, but I do not. He was one of the writers in like the later half of Seinfeld, right. and he like penned uh, the Soup Nazi episode, oh, yeah. and he also penned the episode where uh, Jerry's girlfriend he pretends that she's got a belly button that talks. <laughs> Hello, fuck. I'm as slippery as an eel. And that was based on a story that he came up with with his girlfriend. But <laughs> the way he originally imagined it was when she fell asleep and. After they did their thing and she rolled over and he just imagined her butt talking. Anyway, <laughs> he penned the episode, said this is coming up and they broke up. So that's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> he made the sacrifice. He did. And we got a good Seinfeld yeah. episode. So who's the real fool? Oh, yeah. So anyway, Spike Ferriston, he was a freelance writer at the time. And yeah, he penned this episode for Simpsons. And it was so largely off character that even though he is the credited writer, mm. this is a largely rewritten episode where there really? are a few plot points and bits, but most of the dialogue was changed. Really? Mm. Yeah, the writer said it didn't suit the tone didn't of... feel. No. Yeah, Lisa's butt starts talking and Sideshow <laughs> Bob is just hello! like, hello! <laughs> and then Sideshow Bob is like, hello! I can't make my voice high, I'm too bassy. Oh, wow, I'm Mr. I'm too basic. <laughs> I'm Mr. Bombastic. I'm too basic for this shirt. <laughs> BT, what's an episode? The episode, this episode. Fucking hell. Uh, BT, man. what? <laughs> Hold on, let me clean it. No, 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 the first take was great. No, the first take is for the bonus scenes. Mm. BT, what's a moment from this episode that stands out to you for better 
or worse. Man, there are so many like good little small lines in this that kind of, if you're not paying complete attention, you'll skip right over them. For real. Man, I'm just trying to find a good one. Yeah, where do you start? Uh, when he's building the Abbey in a bottle and it falls over, he says, My dear Abbey, which is a reference to Dear Abbey, which I never got before. Yeah. Ooh. Um, the no, back- and, and that he like takes the data, now to set it to Greenwich Mean Time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when the general guy, who I'm assuming is Ali Ermi, yells... Uh, Guest star for this episode, Ali Ermi. Sweet, Enola Gay. I'm like, the Enola Gay is the name of the plane that dropped the atomic bomb, so yep. as a reference of what's to come. Oh. Yep. Yeah. Well, what about this one? Because he also had the quote, What in the world according to... Garp. Yep. So the world according to Garp, the unfunny uh, Robin Williams movie. I know that it's also got John Lithgow in it. I guess. Quick aside on that. Back when I was a kid, they had like a you know a current affair interview with Robin Williams, and it was a full like forty minutes, and he was funny and fun and Robin Williamsy, and it was great. And then after that, they're like, oh, now we're going to play one of your classic movies. Like, cool, it'll be a fun comedy. <laughs> I've never heard World According to Garp. Let's watch this movie. I'm so sad. I'm yeah. so sad now. It's a sad movie. They literally could have picked. Any I know, it was movies, so fucking weird. And it would have been hilarious. It is stuck out. I just must have seen that when I was maybe nine. And it stuck Ooh. out so much in my brain of being, why would you then show this That's movie? That's a heartbreaking it was age so to see that. Weird. Well, that was like even way before Robin Williams' serious period. Like, I loved it I when Dad, like, bought it. Like, he likes movies and everything, but he kind of has this tendency to just go to JB and buy whatever's, like, the current releases. Mm. And I still remember him going, God, Final Cut wasn't that funny, was it? <laughs> it was not that funny. <laughs> One hour photo? Yeah. Not, not a hilarity that you were a set. Uh, but also I want to throw to all the Doctor Strange live references, not just the War Room. Oh, so But many. also Bob is whistling uh, We'll Meet Again, which features in the end of that movie with yes. all the atomic oh. explosions. Yes, it Fuck. does. That's the same song as the Seymour Fry episode, isn't it? Oh. Uh, I'm assuming that I'm walking on It's quite <laughs> heavily linked with, like, nuclear... Well, World War II especially. And well, then, yeah. yeah with nuclear... These days yeah, it right. is. Absolutely. And uh, also the Pink Floyd song, does anybody here remember Vera Lynn, who is the singer of that mm. song? Wow. Yes. Oh, shit. I never know. Everything cycles back to Pink Floyd. <laughs> Everything cycles back to World War II and the nuclear bomb. And well, when Floyd. you were about to say Dr. Strangelove, I thought you were about to mention the Doctor Who reference that was in this. Yeah. Mm. But it's on Baker Walks In and Steve Urkel. Yeah. And again, a visual reference to Dr. Strangelove with um, the guy in the wheelchair, Dr. Strangelove himself. Ah, oh, the, t- the, the very titular. same. Mm, or eponymous, if you don't want to say the word tit. <laughs> <laughs> Did he ever learn how to love the bomb? Yes. Oh, baby, he <laughs> loves it so good. Well, good. tell me more about it, Shag. What else stood out for you? The episode, episode in this episode. What stuck it out <laughs> for you? I'm giving up. <laughs> Yay! Surrender to apathy. <laughs> well, let's try. Or entropy. <laughs> Surrender apathy, oh, if you, you want. <laughs> All right. Well, I would like to thank everybody who contributed to Crushy Can's food drive. <laughs> um, Just a thing. That's our pickle brine burning Shag's eyes right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought that was really funny. Like, mm. it's such a classic bit. Everyone sending their things in to yeah. contribute to the to the, the greater good, the greater good, to charity. And of course, the like the lead character being like, "Hey, man, we're gonna take all these canned foods that you've subscribed, yeah, and fucking throw them at our sideshow <laughs> bullshit." Yeah, make contestants rolling it. <laughs> this is the way we mop the floor, mop the floor. And what stands out to me, for better or worse. 
I want to say, and I might be remembering the commentary wrong, but I'm pretty sure that this was one of like Conan O'Brien's last contributing things to The Mm -hmm. Simpsons, that he'd always had this name for a character that he never got into an episode. And so they put him in this episode, and one of the best-named characters of all time, played by guest star of this episode, Arlie Ermey. And, of course, that is Colonel Leslie Hap-Happerblap, who is an amazing one-time Simpsons character from all those little tiny quotes and, like, even Bob reinterpret him. I'll take you up like Kleenex at a not party. That's <laughs> <laughs> not party. Oh yeah, another guest star for this episode, Kelsey Grammer. So you know, Shag, we tend to bring you for most of the sideshow Bob episodes. How did this one stack up against the rest of them? Look, I mean, it's not an incredibly scripted episode. The plot beats don't line up. They're not great. It's not a great episode, mm. but his performance. Yeah, is say, immaculate. The performance is, and the comedy stringing the plot beats together is what yeah. is, is the sinew he that holds us. He is gifted. Without Kelsey Grammer, this episode mm. would fail so fucking hard. But he is just a gift. The vocal timbre of his voice mm. is immaculate. True. Yeah, well, on with- the eighth day, God created Kelsey. <laughs> yeah. And then on the ninth day... I was listening. <laughs> hey, I got no complaints about Kelsey Grammer. I really enjoyed this episode. Like, I was cackling like a fool throughout this. But, yeah, mm. the script isn't great. Uh, there are some inconsistencies. I think I'm going to get my complaint out of the way, which is I think it's weird how little Bart cares about this story. Yeah. And yeah. then it's weird how it pivots from Bart not caring to him being a hostage to Lisa being sidelined, even though she was the one that cared. It's just, it's weird. Mm. Yeah. Like, it's it doesn't not work, but... Yeah, they do make parts that make it work. Like Lisa meeting up with Homer and Marge again and be like, yeah. oh, I was trapped inside, and then we met, <laughs> figured out where Sergeant yeah. Bob was, and then I was in Atomic Blast, but I'm okay now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how we're supposed to all feel. Yeah. You just roll with the punches, right? I do like how much of a kid Lisa is in this one, especially when mm. she's all like, I'm going to be the first female stealth pilot officer who destroyed 11 masks and is also named Lisa. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm. That went so dark, but also went back to the kiddiness of, and she's got my name. Oh, my God. Yeah. I will say, actually, about the whole air show thing, um, it's funny how from the get-go, Marge was so unenthusiastic. <laughs> oh, yeah. And the poor thing, she's being dragged out to this thing. It's oh, giving yeah. her a headache. She just doesn't like it, but she's going along And with I it. do love Homer's line, they didn't have any aspirin, so I got you some cigarettes. <laughs> yes. Cigarette playlist. Poor Marge. They didn't have any had a headache tablets, so I got you some cigarettes. Maybe my headache will go away once the show starts. <laughs> the speaker just launches through it. Yeah, another shit launching through Marge's hair and making Holt's playlist, just like the last episode. It's actually kind of weird how much this and fracking yeah. episode had in common. Play count. do you think you've seen this one before, BT? Yes, I have. Good, you? On a scale from one to yes, I would say seven. Yeah, same. It's a season seven episode. I saw it a lot. I watched season seven a lot. I, would have, mm. I will say I've probably seen this as many times I've heard Rock You Like a Hurricane. Good I've heard it song. way more. You've heard it way more. That's a good song. I've heard that plenty of time. Mm. Do you remember the way, most time we've heard Rock You Like a Hurricane? Did you have to play it at AIM? Here I am! We played it while we were attending AIM, not mm. while we were at AIM, but we played it a lot at home on Guitar Hero. Shut <laughs> up, man! <laughs> they don't need to know the truth. The sick, dark truth. The beautiful powerful truth of exactly and who we are. Did you five are. star it, you freaking nerds? Not yet, I haven't. But <laughs> no, I, we, it's we, not over. 
Rocky Like a Hurricane, that was in the early levels with like, uh, Hit Me With Your Best Shot and mm. like uh, these... Oh, girl, I could listen to that all day. My fingers exactly know which of the five red buttons to press. <laughs> yeah, girl. Are you, you a know. weird kind of colorblind? Mm, girl. Everything is red. <laughs> <It's> communist! <laughs> mm, Shag, you've got a virtual boy attached to your <laughs> head. <laughs> Wackiness! Was this a particularly wacky episode of The Simpsons? Nah, that's the last condom wrapper. <laughs> We'd like to thank everybody who contributed to Crusty's Canned Food Drive. Yeah. <laughs> Take that, Mom! Take that, Dad! Take that, Dr. Sally <laughs> Wexler! <laughs> My foolish brain young destroyed more young minds than syphilis and pinball combined. <laughs> I love that because especially, you know, Sideshow Bob has already shown himself to be a right-wing fucking weirdo and, like, the whole blaming society's ills on this sort of mm. shit. Television and pinball mm. and syphilis. Well, I suppose syphilis. Hey, where's that guy who eats people and wears their faces? <laughs> right here, Chief. Right here, Chief. No big deal. I love that. You know what? That same voice, I think that's the happiest guy in Springfield voice. <laughs> no, no, friends. He means himself, but thanks for looking. You know, he was the happiest guy in Springfield. Doesn't mean no, he no. wasn't the most murderous. He was wearing the face of the happiest oh, guy in God. Springfield. <laughs> oh, my freaking God. Dark yes. twist. Oh, my God. Mm. Yeah, look, the wackiness of this episode, yeah, it's basically all set in this air show where they really yeah. exaggerate that shit. And yeah. like when Bob is making the thing on the Tyrannovision, making the big uh, terrorist speech or whatever, yep. and the jets kind of just come and hover by. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know much about jets, but those aren't the kind of hovering jets aren't they? Area jump jets, yes they are. Oh, are they? Mm-hmm. Huh. Well, as, as they say, the pride of the US military, the British made Harrier jump jet. There you go. Mm-hmm. Well, they rock you like a hurricane. <laughs> Here I am. And I like when the episode relishes in the cartoony moments and the thing mm. that I really liked about Sideshow Bob in this episode, and he points out this irony later, that to pull off this scheme, he actually uses a lot of his clowning and television work. Mm-hmm. Like he's limboing under the window of Curly yeah. Hasley, blah, 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 blah. And uh, he's hiding behind the, like, the jets flying out from the mm-hmm. smoke because it's, of course, the same shape as his head. Yeah, I, I think they run that thread pretty cleverly throughout this episode. Yes. Oh, so like when he's uh, wheeling the A-bomb out, he's like, <laughs> and then it <laughs> That's also some Last really great animation there where it kind of looks yes. like he's walking on a yes. sphere. Yeah. Yeah, any other notes of wackiness in this wacky episode? It would be. Uh, I adore Grandpa's lines in this, which is just, <laughs> how, how do you know as much about American history, Grandpa? I piece it together from sugar packets. Yes. So that good. Was fucking great. <laughs> and then at the end, he's all just, I'm going to haul ass the Lollapalooza. Yeah. Requoting the line by the immortal Vanessa Redgrave. Mm-hmm. Classic Vanessa Redgrave. Yeah. She didn't get sucked up in the bottomless chum bucket that is TV. Oh, didn't we all? Chum bucket. Any other notes of wackiness? To fly uh, the dream of man and flightless bird alike. <laughs> Dang, he got me. He got right, me. Happer blap fucking rules. Really yeah. He's... So Ali Omi, he's actually dead. Yes. I he's... mean, maybe in your universe. Maybe in my universe. Oh, yeah. Wackiness. There was an alien in this episode. Got his probe. <laughs> man, there was so much fucking funny wackiness. And especially the end chase scene. With, yeah, Sideshow Bob just getting away in a couple of different planes. And- mm. I just love the jets that are too quick. Like, ah, oh, so yes, we chase on foot. <laughs> yeah. Which is a picture I get in, like, at work. I'm meant to, you know, greet every customer. So sometimes oh, yeah. they'll walk past me. Oh, hey, how are you going? They'll walk past me. I'm like, 
fuck. So I just casually walk up. I always get that picture of the jet fighter pilots just walking on the ground, slowly chasing the play- the biplane. <laughs> you got your little uh, retail tennis racket Let's there. Trying start, to- <laughs> uh, get back. Oh, God. Can I help you? No, thanks. I'm fine. Okay, get <laughs> fucked. <laughs> All right. Well, look, like I said, this is a mostly wacky episode, but let's talk about the emotional core. Did you guys feel the bumps? Television shut down, man. Slim to none. Mmm, this isn't that type of episode. Are Bob episodes ever that emotional? Nah. Oh, look, sometimes I feel for Bob, you know? He's a guy that's got, like... Ambition. Whoa, a vision sh- oh, of a sure. He's got dreams, and he's an intelligent, like, high-thinking guy that's held down by by just, Law. like... Well, f- sure, but... And by, people insisting they live. By luck and by Bart. You know, if Bart Simpson wasn't around in his little town. Yeah. Well, look, also Lisa. Oh, but, but especially Bart. Bart. But especially Bart. And if he wasn't just such a sucker for the 1950s feel, he would have gotten a working atomic bomb. <laughs> Sorry, oh. back to wackiness, the best before date being printed on the inside of the bomb. Wonderful just, detail. Like the bomb yeah. is full of mice. <laughs> <laughs> My foolish brain destroyed more young minds than syphilis and pinball combined. Mm. It sure did. Yeah, look, this isn't an emotional episode, and I think the only, like, maybe it's kind of wish with this episode that it was a bit tied in more with Krusty and Bob, but I guess the level that they were operating at was like, you know these characters, there's some assumed Mm. knowledge. And there's no reason to have them together. It's more getting them to meet is the point. Especially that bit right at the end where, you know, Krusty opens the door, there's a Wright Brothers plane coming right for him. He's like, run, Krusty! <laughs> slams the door, dives out the window. What the hell is taking so long? Lights up a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, even like Bob getting all verbose and saying, yeah, he's big. Ah, oh, remember when planes were actually planes? It's like, a, a gentleman's can, pursuit. You getting bugs in your mouth? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, look, so the heart's kind of a wash, but did it feel like an episode of The Simpsons? So these characters we all know and love, is this a show we know and love? Oh, it felt like The Simpsons. Yeah. Now, at this point in time, I'd like to direct your attention towards the simple vehicle vehicle next to which I'm currently standing. So simple that even a talk could fly it. I fly it? Uh, of course you cannot. <laughs> Definitely. Like I said, with Bart, it's kind of unusual that he didn't care about the Bob story. And Mm. circling back to what I was just saying about Krusty and Bob, it's kind of good that Krusty's got, like, he's not thinking about Bob, Mm. and Bob's clearly thinking about him. it's a good parallel. Playlist! What episodes would pair well with this one? Cactus Guy. Yeah, Cactus Guy made an appearance. Yes. Mm. Put this in a bit of a Channel Ocho playlist. Yep, yep. I mean, Sideshow Bob is obvious. Well, yeah, it's the obvious. Did we have, like, some more army episodes? You know, the military and stuff? I guarantee army pops up again. Oh, definitely. You know that episode that I hate? Oh, the Homer and Cletus. uh... How do you know exactly which one I was thinking about? Because that's the one that's, like, bugged you so much that you tried to do a rewrite of it. I hate it so much. (laughs) So put in a playlist of that one? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Mentions of Bart's underwear. Oh, There's a yeah, great little okay. bit where, or lack thereof. Yeah, where Marge is like, well, at least we know they have clean underwear. Just pans back to the house, Bart's bedroom has his underwear on it, and then just says to Lisa, nothing like an unfurnished basement for pure comfort. Unfurnished basement. Yeah, and then later on the line of when basement. Lisa's like, what makes your voice high pitched? Tight binding underwear. Yeah. <laughs> Arlie yes. Ermy was in Sideshow Bob's Last Gleaming, the twenty season twenty six episode, Waiting for Duff Man, mm-hmm. and. Wow. 
that's it. But the season 29 episode, Lisa Gets the Blues, was dedicated to him. Oh. Wow. Remember that episode, Shaq? It sucks. Yeah. Lisa Gets the Blues, I was very disappointed with that episode. I'm still working on my rewrite of that script. Oh, really? Oh, you're going to be so impressed. You're going to include way more specific references to New Orleans in it? Well, yes, I am. <laughs> All right. Well, not enough about what you'd change about that episode. How about this episode? What would you like to change? We'll start with BT. Oh, man. Ooh. I would have Bob pick a uh, nuclear weapon more current, so just wipe Springfield <laughs> off the map. <laughs> and Wait, then the rest of the what? series is a death dream. No, the rest of the series doesn't exist. This is the Ooh. end. What, what season was this? Seven. Okay, I suppose we can't destroy seasons. No, eight, eight we want nine. we want most of eight. A all lot right, of, all right. I mean, fine. we can. Um, we can, but should we, we go deep into the backstory of Cactus Guy? <laughs> mm. Shag, mm. what would you like to change? It's a hard, like, single episode to change. I think I'd like them to like really pull down to the wire with the bomb thing, mm. you know? So like. His fingers on the trigger, and Bart leaps at him, and they're desperate trying to undo the thing, and it does the whole zoom in on Maggie's eye and zoom yep. in on everything, yep. and we don't know if he's gonna live or die, and there's the whole like fade to black as the world is there gonna be tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Credits roll. There's got to be a morning after. If we can hold on to the Does night. there? <laughs> well, that's what Simpsons episode next week is for. Yeah. So, like, uh. you want to make it a two-parter. Yeah. And then, like, next week, it's, like, 50 years in the future. And they're just pouring yes. through the remains of Springfield. But what yes. really destroyed it? Was it the atomic bomb or something far sinister? Oh, my fucking God. I'm so hard right now. I can see. You're quite a bit taller than me. <laughs> <laughs> And as for what I change about this episode, yeah, I've seen. I, I just want Bart to give a shit more. Yeah, and, that's fair. And yeah, I don't think the script of this episode is bad, and I think the plot points kind of lead each other. Like Shaggy pointed out in the episode that it's kind of weird that Lisa did make the jump with the helium, and it's a little convenient. Yeah. It is. It is suspiciously convenient. Or when they it's realize very convenient actually. Or when yeah. they realize they didn't tell any of the soldiers around them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, no, we'll go take care of this. Why? <laughs> Although I do really love when, again, Sideshow Bob's doing his hyperbole and Lisa's typing the message and you mm-hmm. get to see the message outside yeah, the that's thing. Great. And she's already worked out the graphics on the thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's rules. very cute, mm-hmm. but it doesn't make sense, you know? Um, so we're no. here for sense? Are we here to crumple things up like a tissue uh, snot party? Fuck that up entirely. I'm very sorry. No, that was everybody. good enough, man. That was good, good enough. Good enough is not good enough. Well, it's all right, because we're almost at the end, because it's time for our, it's time for our, it's final notes. Final notes! Time for our final notes. BT. You cannot do my theme song, and it shows. <laughs> um, let's what see. do I look like, a soundboard? <laughs> uh, I do like when um, Chief Wiggum's like, Bob, get busy cleaning that. He's like, I'll get busy. I'll get busy indeed. <laughs> 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 and Wiggum just laughs like, hey, you still got, got it. it. <laughs> Actually, uh, Chief had another good line, which is, yeah. uh, well, uh, just tell everyone that asked, uh, I beat him to death. Yeah, well, we've got a bit of a dig at the prison industrial complex of, hey, the city isn't paying you five cents an hour to slag off. Get back to work. Fucking hell. Yeah. Um, fuck the prison system. Fuck, mm. fuck everything. Why not? There's a bit where the Bumblebee guy's show is signing off. There's a Goya Beans bowing. Uh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. So uh, Goya Beans predicted Trump's downfall. Ooh. Sure. Yeah. 
Doubtful. Um, I also liked, was it Hapoblap's line of, that guy really frost my Kelvinator. <laughs> this, this yeah, is that's fun. pretty good. That's pretty good. Mm. And also when um, Sabat's looking to jump off the right Brothers plane onto, into yep. the Simpson car, throws his yep. backpack first, goes under the wheels, and then just explodes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Things that shouldn't be on fire being on fire. Yeah. That's important. It is important part of the Simpsons. And that is my notes, Elliot. Back and yeah, we just a uh, playlist we reviewed in the last episode, mm. oh, yeah. uh, Edgar Allan Poe's House being driven by Molman that's bumping. Catches on fire. Yep. Yeah. Shag, any other notes, buddy? Uh, let me just go through. Mm-hmm. My foolish brain destroyed more young minds than syphilis oh and Oh my god, pinball. that's the fourth time you've read that line. I love it. It's so good to say. Also, his brain's been destroyed by syphilis. <laughs> <laughs> my foolish brain. My foolish brain destroyed more young minds than syphilis and pinball combined. I like that blue color tone on Bob's bedroom scene. Yeah, that when he's going to bed at night and there's the TV, it's disrupting oh, his sleep. It was really good. It, it was, was really artistic. Mm. It does, like, Bob gets a lot of good coloring frames. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's a good contrast to the blue of peace and sleep, but then it becomes like the blue of despair and depression. For scenes where very little happens, mm. he gets a lot of, like, artistic direction on his palette, you know? Mm. I thought that was cool. Um, I've only got a few more. I've got the the, the con box kite was used as a means of drying <laughs> wet string. I just deleted it. I like that, that everyone knows it's coming. Did someone say box kite? So I'm like, ah, oh. the worst part of this thing, which I guess happens in air shows. The con box kite was used as a means of drying wet string. Just taking a boring thing. It's like here's this boring fact about it. What the fuck is that? How do you dry uh, your string? I use modern electric kites. Uh, we can revive the lost arts of conversation and scrimshaw. What's scrimshaw? Scrimshaw is carving whalebone, <laughs> much like uh, whittling is carving wood. I see. Yeah, there you go. He's right. <laughs> we can bring back scrimshaw. Hells yeah. Uh, this elevator only goes to the basement, and someone made an Awful mess down there. <laughs> Grandpa in an outhouse. So many uh, good lines in this one. That's yeah. kind of funny because doesn't that imply that he like got in the toilet and walked down? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. I've got two more. I've got target sighted launching air to nerd missile. Oh, I was going to say the playlist with Bart's Comet where they were like, launching sidewinder missile, sidewinder <laughs> missile. Oh, yeah, when they identified groundskeeper Willie. Yeah. The um, idiot proof Air Force. Yeah. And I've also got, we've searched every inch of this base and all we have is, all we've found is porno, porno, and porno. <laughs> <laughs> Including such magazines as Cheek Week and Granny Fanny. Uh, you got it, it. If it ain't zero G jugs from Futurama, I don't want to know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll also take gigantic asses. And that <laughs> takes us to you, Mr. Elliot. All right, only a few little mo- uh, notes. I liked that they called the they called it a slopstickle course. There we go. <laughs> Filled good. with eggy bayonets. What's its secret? It's rancid. <laughs> oh. Um, oh God. I like that Sideshow Bob refers to him as country fried rubes, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> Rupert Murdoch's in jail for some reason. Oh, you mm. know why? Oh, yeah. I know why he should be in jail. The crimes. <laughs> the crimes. Oh, and yeah, when the end of that Vanessa Redgrave thing where Bob's lamenting and putting his eyes over and pulling his sheets over his head and just dun da 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 and they use that again at the end where whole ass to Lollapalooza here we go again again Marge's downbeat on all of this is very good yeah like you feel sorry for her but she had a lot of good moments including I made earplugs out of biscuit dough yes 
He's such nice. a fucking dork. Mm-hmm. Nice job guarding the parking lot. I earned three medals for this. If you've ever seen a parking lot, dear God, yes. We get a bit of Ike Eisenhower in this episode. Yep. What's his line again? Let's get busy. Yes. He loves saying that. Yes. <laughs> and that's my final note. It's time to rank this thing. Don't and... rank, you don't rank, you don't rank. <laughs> this thing. I mean, everyone's just plagiarizing me. <laughs> Which is plagiarizing Danny, who is plagiarizing the news, so it all works. Yeah, it all. <laughs> Who's going to come after us? Richard Moorcroft? Come at us, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking no, pussy. Please don't. <laughs> I respect you so much, Mr. Moorcroft. <laughs> but if he wants to throw down, I'll throw down. Shag, what do you want to rank this thing? I would like to discuss and divulge my thoughts on this episode, by which I mean I would prefer to extend my... Ex- I'm working my Richard Moorcroft... Okay. <laughs> it's pretty good, I gotta say. Thank you. Thank like, you. there's a certain arc on your drunkenness where you hit like really great radio announcer voice. I could, <laughs> Professor Shag, continue <laughs> with <drunk>. this for <laughs> almost an indefinite amount of time. Hello? A period thereon. Richard Moorcroft for ABC News. Oh, a total white live in Kuala Lumpur. Ah, Kuala Lumpur. Kuala Lumpur. In France. <laughs> <laughs> what you got, man? Look, I am going to give this one a silver. Mm. Really? I know. I didn't think I enjoyed it that much, but you just open your mouth and words come out, and you got to back that shit. Mm-hmm. It's by no means the best episode, but there was mm. a surprising amount of laughs in it, and I've seen so much worse <laughs> oh my so much all? worse elliot so much worse well, these eyes have been soaking in ivory <laughs> i've well, seen some shit man well i think this is the most goldiest gold that ever golded you know the story That's is kind great. of there's a kind of weird leaps in logic in it mm. but like i think they did a really good job around centering it around television and the air show and stuff yeah you're not getting the hearts you're not getting the bumps but fuck me the joke telling in this ha- had me braying like a mad donkey <laughs> and that is worth a gold medal in my opinion bt what you got i found myself on the gilver borderline i can understand where you're both coming from i mean i love how the momentum of this episode you just mm. go and it's mm. fantastic all a plot and it Nothing lags at all during it. I'm going to go with my heart guts, which say gold. Even though wow. logically you could argue down to a silver, and I understand that point entirely. There are some, if, if it wasn't for the strength of performances, this technically would have dipped lower That's for it. me. I don't think as an episode, if you look at it objectively, I don't think it's There's worth no the gold. There's no such thing as objectivism, man. You <sighs> can't do it. It's criticism. it's all about what But I you... think the excitement of it exa- absolutely deserves a We're not reading a script on a page. We're taking it as a Mm. full product and the performance Mm. is part of that product. So for that, for me, it's a gold. And yeah, you know what you're saying about the borderline, like, I was never on the cubic borderline for this Mm. one. But on the same page, I wasn't ever on the Gilver borderline. It just, it hit right in the fucking gold spot for me. Fair enough, man. The G-spot, if you will. The G-spot. Straight on that G-spot. <laughs> That's it a gold finger. <laughs> right on that G-spot. And it buzzed until you just like, bam. Oh! Yeah, baby. <laughs> All right. That'll be a dull gold. It is the second episode from season seven to be called a dull gold. And it is officially our equal tide for our lowest ranking episode in season seven. Oh, uh, the other one is the Simpsons 138th episode spectacular, Seriously? which we predictably reviewed in episode 138 of the podcast. Of Who saw that coming? Well, me, because I plan these things. Yeah. Not well. He's tricky like that. Tricksy little hobbits. <laughs> You fucking wild thing. <laughs> you make my heart sing. 
<laughs> All right, Trogs, let's get out of here. But before we do, we just got some quick plugs to talk about. BT, what what are what are we uh, what are we doing? Hair plugs. Hair right. plugs. <laughs> We're making plugs out of biscuit dough. Yes. Well, our other podcast recently released, as you may have heard us talk about before, is Pulp Fury Radio. This is where we've taken the aesthetics of old world radio, radio plays and dramas that you know from the past, taken inspiration from things like the Twilight Zone, and made our own series of various genres from the pulp. I really ran out of steam there. I'm very sorry. <laughs> doing great. From the We're pulp. Doing great. Yeah, I'm going to try and take it. From the pantheon of pulp fiction. So we've mm. got... B-grade sci-fi, horror, we have murder mystery, and our latest episode is a fantasy adventure with a comedy element, and I'm very proud of it, called Working Class Wizards. Had a lot of fun doing Working Class Wizards. Yeah. Fucking amazing actors on it. I still mm-hmm. can't get over how awesome Vera, Glenn, and... Oh, that's their character names. <laughs> Kelly <laughs> and Tom and Ben yeah. and... Man, uh, Tom is the cafe keeper as well. Mm-hmm. The way Tom. he says, stone biscuit. <laughs> it's in my, it's etched in my brain, yeah. <laughs> and our other podcast, Thrones of Game, where oh, B just yeah. hosting that one. Shag, yep. you're a fan of that one. Dude, I have been watching that so hard. <laughs> so hard. Hard. Oh, hard. It's really difficult for me. As someone that knows both of you, it's so difficult for me to listen, listen to the both of you like nitter natter about an episode that I've seen, but I can't talk to you about because it's a recording and, and you guys must have done it weeks ago. And oh, it drives me fucking insane to hear you guys have so much fun that I'm not a part of. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. That's funny because you've come up and quoted bits and it's like, I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, this is all just off top of our heads. Yep, so that's Thrones of Game. The way we review Game of Thrones backwards. I've mm-hmm. already seen the entire show. Elliot had not watched a single episode until we started doing it backwards. Gives us a unique perspective. We're the only game left in town because Game of Thrones <laughs> ended. <laughs> and I forgot to throw in Working Class Wizards also contains the theme song composed by Danny Rosewell. That's right. Seriously? Yeah. I'm Danny Rosewell. I know. You know what? It's <laughs> such a good theme song. I'm going to drop it in after the end credits music and bonus scenes of this episode. Yeah, I said, could you write something epic and also sounds like Office? Mm. And he did. Yeah, it really does. That doesn't sound like me. (laughs) We have the recording to prove it. Getting things done. That's not me. That is not me. (laughs) Au contraire, mon frere. Yeah, look, that does it for the Simpsons Index. That's Danny Rosewell. I'm your host, Danny Rosewell. (laughs) That's BT Calloway. I'm your host. Goodbye. And I'm your co-host, Elliot J. O'Neill. That's all the mustard in the house. (laughs) The secret is it's rancid. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my fucking god. Thank you for listening to the Simpsons Index podcast, which is also an online spreadsheet available at thesimpsonsindex.com. You can chat to us online at facebook.com slash thesimpsonsindex or at simpsonsindex on Twitter and Instagram. And now please stay tuned for the bonus scenes. And I I had someone insult my hernia, which is known as a bernia. You can leave. I meant to say insult my intestines. Wait, 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 Elliot, can you do the crickets noise? (laughs) Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, suck on that! Nah, my whistle is not wet enough. Yeah, fair yeah enough, fair so... Enough. Shit, I forgot to say, before we move on, is that reputation justified? Is that reputation justified, pussycat? I don't know what I was doing, shut up. <laughs> is that reputation justified? Silence. Justify, pussycat.
And we're back. This is the Simpsons Index. I'm your host, Elliot J. O'Neill. We've just watched a Simpsons episode, season 20, episode 47. This is the episode, Lisa Gets Braces. <laughs> Dental plan. I can't believe they forgot they already did an episode where Lisa got braces. <laughs> really, though, this is shit we could say. Like, yeah, I know. This could be an episode. Yeah, that this one's called And instead they did the frack. big book of New Zealand smiles. Oh, wasn't that just garbage? <laughs> wasn't that just garbage? What the fuck is up with the duo rail? <laughs> Yeah, rail. Was... What's it called? Dual rail. Even monorail was one too many. <laughs> Wait, what's mega rail? Mega no rail. <laughs> you want to rail that hovers. bitch? You can't. <laughs> I want to rail that bitch. Hell yeah! Oh wait, oh, damn it! No, no, no. I don't have time for this. We don't have time. We have to get into the episode. We just watched. That's my line, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I am the Thrones of Game now. I host all the podcasts. Well, if I'm going to get res- usurped, then... Um... It Hi, would be most appropriate on the Game of Thrones podcast, right? Danny Rosewell News. Oh, wait, no, I think I'm Talking over the top of other podcasts that, that you and I both love. <laughs> You know what? Given the unpredictable trends of Twitch That's and YouTube, right. you won't hear what he's saying because this my would be gosh, a very popular podcast. He just talks over the top of everything that everybody else wants to hear. <laughs> and we are back, and we just watched our classic and final episode for the evening. This was season episode episode episode. This was season seven episode nine, Sideshow Bob's Last Gleaming, first Hi, released in no- Sideshow Bob's Last Gleaming. We're not doing the talking over podcast. It's frustrating for the <laughs> listeners. Look, good bit. Frustrating for the listeners. <laughs> now, if I press record before Elliot arrives, just you wait and see what wacky shenanigans he says before noticing that he's being recorded. A doop-de-doop-doop-doop. Totally innocent. I'm not... Oh, hey, Elliot. How you doing? Are you pretending to impress? Hey, it's recording. Did you I'm not. Ah, re- oh, you caught me. <laughs> <laughs> yep, Urkel's great old catchphrase. You caught me. Oh man, all those wacky, like candid things that Elliot says before he presses record. <laughs> Bam, nailed them all. These fucking guys. Ah, oh, my audience. I hate those dickheads. <laughs> God, what I'd give for what, five minutes alone with that Pantera song. That'd be pretty funny if Chris Pratt starred in a movie called Fall. Oh, and so the um, whole the poor Bob. That's Terminator, right? Yeah, that is. Pretty sure that's and, not. No, it is. It is. It turns into, and it shows oh. like her on the grabbing the the the, the, the chicken wire. I'm pretty fence sure that, go, and that just goes fire, and everyone explodes into skeletons. We'll, uh. Look, we'll go back to it, we will. and you'll see just how wrong you fucking are. Okay, oh. there's a big thread on the Simpsons and Terminator Two in Reddit, but I do not have time to read it now. I'm looking yeah. forward to reading. So that we'll get to that. <laughs> but now is not the time for me to prove how wrong Beege is. How much of an idiot Beege is. I will take this in stride. 
and we will sort this out later. That's it, bro. We'll figure it out later. Whatever, bro. Whatever, bro. Our friendship can withstand this. <laughs> guys, guys, guys. It's the 4th of September. You know what that means. We're going to go settle this on the Venice Beach map in Tony Hawk's. Boom! Oh, I thought you were going to start listing the 10 dual commandments, but okay. Number one. <laughs> I don't remember lyrics. <laughs> God damn you. <laughs> I remember choruses of things sometimes. Most disputes die and no one shoots. I like cum that squirts in your mouth. <laughs> you meant gum, but uh, you wrote cum because you're a filthy boy. Uh, did you guys not see this coming? Did you actually not see this coming? I've seen this episode before and I've not seen it coming. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, it was squirting into his mouth. Um, I, I, um, I like no, 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 it when I it squirts in my mouth. Uh, um, <laughs> fuck! What I wouldn't I... have done if you hadn't set yourself up for it. So. <laughs> The, 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 and because pipe, small space, and once it gets released, boom. That's beautiful, man. Mm. I That's wasn't where as babies elo- come from. That is where babies come <laughs> it from. It wasn't as eloquent the as the pressure it. builds up in the pipe and then boom. <laughs> yeah. You're not wrong. I know. <laughs> and then the cum goes in your mouth. Um, <laughs> That's not how babies are made. <laughs> I like cum that squirts in your mouth. Yeah, audience, I hope you didn't come here for our explanation on fracking because we're going to- Why the f- fuck would you? Why the frack would you? <laughs> I like cum gonna- that squirts in your mouth. Fucking hell. <laughs> Getting his frack on, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, boy. Getting some rug burns. Mm. Squirt some cum in mouth. Oh, I like cum that squirts in your mouth. <laughs> I'm sorry, everybody who's listening to this. I'm really sorry. It's not our fault. The Simpsons wrote it, man. <laughs> We're just <laughs> quoting it. <laughs> the Simpsons wrote it. The index quoted. <laughs> Poorly. Poorly.